Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. Streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, that was a championship Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. That was a a weekend of football that that you love to see. That is now back-to-back weekends where we've been lucky as football fans to see some fantastic football that had everything, right? It had the drama. It had the quarterback play. It had some mistakes, coaching gaffes. It had everything, turnovers. It was just, you know, the last two weekends, again, is why I love this game of football, no matter how much this team above me rips my heart out every single freaking year. But we'll kind of review that championship Sunday, and I have two takeaways from both teams, organizations that are now in the Super Bowl that the Cowboys should be looking at and and taking away and applying that, I don't want to say style, but some of what they do to help get to the Super Bowl where they haven't been in 27 years. Plus, in the roundup, we'll talk about some of the coaching updates for both coordinators and Jerry Jones also uh, sounds off as well. Yeah, uh, man, guys, how y'all doing this morning? I absolutely loved the <laughs> Tim says saw the title and just want to say Jerry Jones only now wants to sound off on our coaching. Well, we know Jerry, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in the roundup. Um, Tim, we'll get into that. But this past weekend, I had an entirely different show. You're probably like, why are you so late, Scott? That's because I came into the show this morning with something completely different. Completely different. I was gonna we're gonna continue the hindsight series and all that stuff, but we'll do that tomorrow. I couldn't watch Championship Sunday and then come on here and not detail some of the things that uh, we saw and apply it to the Cowboys. I first of all, just just first of all, real quick. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals for reaching the pinnacle of the sport, and that is the Super Bowl. Congratulations to those two teams. They did everything they possibly could to get there, and, and we'll get into to some of those things. So congratulations to them. Uh, I think that they are two, there are two different ways, or multiple different ways, not just two, a ton of different ways to skin the cat. I talked about that before. And these franchises basically are on opposite ends of them in a way. There's some gray area where they meet, right? There's the circle, the big circle. There's the two teams. They, they meet in the middle with some of the things. But uh, both of these franchises have shown you multiple ways that you can win or at least get to the Super Bowl. And they're not the only ones. And I said this before. All these different ways to skin a damn cat in the NFL and the Cowboys have yet to even capture the damn cat. Because they want to breed <laughs> their own damn cat themselves. And it's a copycat league, ladies and gentlemen. You can look at some of these franchises and say it's okay to do a little bit of what what they do and apply it to your team and see where it takes you because what's been going on with the Cowboys organization over the last 28 years is not worked. So we'll get into that. Uh, a couple shout-outs before we get into the roundup real quick. Uh, Paul Wid it. Tamara DeBar, Richmond C. Burleson. Stick it up, kid, in the building. Uh, Jared O, Manny Ramos, Tom Downey, Burner Account, Alpha Mason, J. Mark Fishing, uh, Just Blaze, Adam Max, Special K in the building. It says, bang, bang, 
couch gang. Huh? Where are those Niner fans at? The Niner fans were in here very deep. Um, if you're in here, Niner fans, can I get a bang, bang, sit your ass down? Huh? Can I get one of those Niner fans? I don't even know if they're in here. Uh, what else we got up in here? Marcelo B, Fresh Fade, TC915, Zeus, our guy Tom Downey, Burner Account, Keith Shep, Richmond555, Adrian Padilla, Mike Love, L, Stevie Mac, The Mod, God. Uh, did I say Frankie Franchise? I think I did. Chase Washington in the building, Mike Lowe, uh, Canella, James Rogley, Nisi. Uh, let's get over here on Facebook. John Bean, Miller Corbett, Oscar Sullivan. Uh, let's see who else. CJ Burleson, my guy. Jeremy Atkins in the building. And the many more coming through. If I didn't get to you, oh, already we got a donation in the house. It's from our guy Tom Downey. Let's see what he has to say. Super chat. Bengals did it in two years. Dallas can't do it in 26. How did I know that one was coming? But you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Turn around. This is why, y'all, I don't chuck Chuck P in the building, Bright Bright, Lance Bell, uh, and let me finish this off here, and Peter Rizzo. This is why I don't subscribe to uh, the window. The window's closing. You got to window. You create the window. You build the window. There's no latch. On the window, you can open it and close it whenever you want. It's up to you to do it. A lot of the, you see it across the league. You see it across the league. So I don't subscribe to uh, the window is short and all this and all that. You can be as great as you want to be if you can get out your own dang own way. And that's one of the takeaways we'll get to in a little bit. Um, You can call in today. Again, I'm going to get through my takes and then we'll open the phone lines and we'll end the show. Uh, 351-999-3787 is the phone line. If you want to talk about that game, if you want to talk about Patrick Mahomes in that second half, huh? It didn't look too hot. Uh, we want to talk about that that defense for the Cincinnati Bengals who came up big this postseason. Uh, Matt Stafford, who leaves a terrible organization, goes to one organization and, and wins three playoff games in his first year, and he's going to the Super Bowl. Funny how that works, huh? Funny how that works works but yeah so if you guys want to call in you can 351-999-3787 let's hit the roundup get some cowboys updates and then we'll come out of it with some of our takeaways let's do it It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. This is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Strive for progress, not perfection. Fitness goals are not accomplished with one workout. Progress towards your goals with Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals. Uh, Check out any of the nine locations in the DFW area. Or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com and let them know that A to Z Sports sent you. Uh, first up, something that we really didn't talk about on Friday. A lot was going on Friday, but uh, it looks like, and this may just be nothing, but Kellen Moore will get a second interview with the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have narrowed down their search to two. Offensive coordinator Mike McDaniels, and Kellen Moore, Cowboys' obvious offense coordinator. Kind of, I want to say a shocker a little bit, 
there was a report that came out that said, you know, Kellen Moore will not get a head coaching job, which still may very well be the case. But the fact that they decided to meet with them a second time for a lot of Cowboys nation, it gives them hope, <laughs> hope that Kellen is out of here. But let's just say Kellen is out of here. Who then becomes the offensive coordinator, right? Is it McCarthy who's done it before? Is it Joe Philbin? Old man Joe, who's who's been in OC call plays with McCarthy before, or is it an outsider who I would love for it to be an outsider? Um, but I still believe, and so does Jerry Jones, that Kellen Moore will not get a head coaching job, and he will be back, and they will run this entire staff back. I don't know how much confidence that really instills in the in the Cowboys nation, but it looks like they will be running this whole entire operation back. There's still hope, though, that Kellen can get that job. We know in Miami they have a young quarterback in Tua, uh, and they want to get a, an offensive mind in there to help Tua, and, and Kellen is that guy. He's an offensive guy, but he's still so young, and, and he's still learning, and I said this a pl- plenty of times. I feel like eventually he'll be – will be one of those guys. But just right now, I'm okay with not having him learn on a job with a, a, a machine that I feel like can get someone in here that knows what they're doing, how to game plan and and call and things like that on a week-to-week basis. Now, it's not saying Kellen's terrible. He's not terrible. He's just still young and green. And I, I think he'll get better. I'd just rather be somewhere else when you're learning. Yeah. But if he's going to be here... God dang it, I hope he changes and he turns this around for next year and he becomes the best that Kellen can freaking be. Jerry Jones did an impromptu interview on Friday during the show, at the end of the show. And he talked about a lot of things, a little, a bunch of nothing really, for being honest. But some of the things that did come out of Jerry Jones' mouth, he was very mum. This one was weird. He said he was mum on McCarthy last week or two weeks ago about his status because he was trying to throw off the NFL to keep Dan Quinn? What? Well, I don't like listening to him. But whatever. Uh, He also said this about Sean Payton. He said, I understand the speculation. Sean is an outstanding coach, but I haven't talked to him and I'm not in any way part of his departure there in New Orleans. He didn't have any place in anything I'm doing regarding our staff. Take that with how you want to take it. We know he loves Sean Payton, but he's obviously not going to come out on air and and probably say that just yet. Uh, A couple other things that he did say. He said, I've had two others, and he's talking about the assistant coaches, two other occasions where a coach, a coordinator was offered a head coaching job, and I got them to not accept it. Sean Payton declined the Raiders. And Jason Garrett is the other. I believe that very much. Dan Quinn declined a head coaching position. My goal was to keep the continuity of this group together. We met many times face-to-face with Dan, myself, and Mike to coordinate and talk to him. We were very much in a competitive environment because we felt Dan did have the opportunity to be a head coach. End quote from Jerry Jones. So it's very clear that they tried to do everything in there, well, Jerry did, possible to bring back Dan Quinn. Good for Jerry, (laughs) because you needed to do that. You lose Dan Quinn, you probably lose Joe Witt Jr., and I don't know that I trust you to bring in the right people. Um, It's been like that for the last 
what, 15 or so years. But Dan Quinn was in a very important piece, and not only did he bring him back, but he extended him. So on Friday, Todd Archer came out and said, well, money's not really an issue. He's getting paid from Atlanta. Jerry said, yeah, it may not be an issue, but we're going to throw a little couple dollars on there. We're going to put a little incentive on you coming on back, Dan Quinn. So he did extend, uh, get an extension. However, that doesn't really mean that Quinn won't be going next year. Jerry said that he's looking forward to having Quinn around for years to come. Years to come sounds great, Cowboys Nation. But if the defense plays well again, if Dan Quinn is good again, teams will come calling next year. They will become they will come calling for Dan Quinn next year, and there's nothing that Jerry Jones can really do about it. So that is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Let's see what some of you have to say in the chat. Uh, Just says, Jerry gets rich selling controversial information. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Dan Quinn knows his lane. Absolutely. Kellen is a great playmaker, not a great play caller. Um, Yeah, I feel like Kellen can. Kellen could do some positive things for you, but he needs more experience. And it's a matter of, are you okay with waiting? for that experience or you need somebody in here that can really turn this franchise or this offense, not turn it around, get it over the hump. All right, let's get to another super chat from B bird. Super chat. Steven wants to win the draft. Steven, a five dollar donation. Steven wants to win the draft free agency. And most importantly to him, the salary cap. He forgets the main goal is to win the super bowl. Hmm. I don't even know if he wants to win the free agency, but the draft he definitely does. And obviously the salary cap, he definitely does. So with that said, let's go ahead and transition into a couple of the takeaways from these franchises that I believe help propel them to where they are. And even if they didn't win these games, they were in position uh, to get to the Super Bowl because in my opinion of these two things, these two takeaways. And let's start with number one. To me, It's be aggressive to get what you want. We've talked about this. I mean, at least I have for years in regards to the Rams. And I'm only three years, I believe in almost three years on this channel. The first year I did nothing on it. The the last two years I've been very active in those two years. Anyone that has known me has will know that I am all about being aggressive. You can be calculated and aggressive as opposed to being Wild, wild west, uh, New York Giants aggressive via free agency and whatnot. But the Rams just showed you for all those that were laughing at this, the uh, LA Rams, ah, oh, they're gonna suck. You can't keep doing this, you can't keep doing that. The Rams have been doing this for four to five years. This is not new. Just take a look at some of the Rams' moves over the last five years. They traded for Matt Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller. And Sony Michelle. These are the people they traded for that are part of their Super Bowl run this year. And they also signed Odell Beckham Jr., who, by the way, a lot of people kept saying was washed up. Odell not washed up. Odell might have been a head case, but like most head cases, you get them in the right environment, they'll be okay. So the Matthew Staffords, the Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, Sony Michelle, 
Odell Beckham play key roles in getting them to the Super Bowl. We saw Von Miller have key a key impact yesterday. Odell Beckham had a 100-yard game for the first time since 2019. In fact, since he's been signed to the Rams, he had about 40-some receptions, 500 yards, six touchdowns. Prior to that, he had like 19 catches, zero touchdowns in Cleveland. Not only did they do that this year, prior, they also acquired guys like Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, Indama Kinsu, Brandon Cooks. Oh, and they weren't afraid to move on to continue to get better by trading your Jared Goffs, your Brandon Cooks, your Todd Gurley's. They traded Marcus Peters. They traded Brandon Cooks as well. Traded away and cut Todd Gurley. See, people have this assumption that the Rams will just eventually fall flat on their face because they're making all these moves. But they don't realize within their aggressiveness is the smart part of it. They continue to make all these moves so they don't fall flat on their face. Now, some of these moves, what I have made, probably not because they're extremely aggressive. And the way the Cowboys are structured, it could have hurt the Cowboys because they don't they believe in their draft picks. But I've, I've never, ever hated what the Rams did. I absolutely loved what the Rams did and what they do. Because they're going for it every year. If you're a fan of the Rams, you know every year, no matter what happens, our front office is going to do whatever it takes to make this team better. By being aggressive. I'm not saying every team should do this. I said that before. But the Rams said, well, shit, if if 31 other teams want to do it this way, I'm going to go against the grain and see if it can work. And it has worked. Two Super Bowl appearances in the last four years by the LA Rams. Again, Jerry, I'm not asking you to go out here all willy-nilly. <laughs> but you can be aggressive. You've done it. I'm talking about in this state. You've done it in this state. Where you went out and got a an Amari Cooper. Granted, it, it took you, you know, back against the wall, DEFCON 1 type stuff, but you did it and it worked. Kind of similar to Keller, right? Something works, they don't go back to it. <laughs> but okay. Let's say, well, the Rams did all that, but the Bengals didn't. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, the Bengals didn't go out and make all these crazy trades, but you know what the Bengals did? They went out and they signed quality players. Quality guys, not for one-year deals and shopping at the Dollar Tree and things like that. No, they went out and got DJ Reader, a quality guy, and said, we're locking you up. They went out and got Mike Hilton, who I absolutely loved in free agency last year as a slot guy, especially seeing what Dan Quinn did with these guys. Four-year deal. Cheetah Bay, a woozy, eh? Cowboys Nation. We all know Cheeto. Cheeto went to Cincinnati and had a really good year. Gave up three touchdowns, less than 80 uh, quarterback rating. I believe he had a career high in completion percentage. Yeah, he gave up the touchdown against the, was it the Raiders? 
the Raiders in the first game of the postseason. But nonetheless, Cheeto has had a productive year. Von Bell. They didn't go get Von Bell and say, we're going to sign you to one-year deal and hope it all works out and try to come and get you. Now they locked him up for three years. Trey Hendrickson, Pro Bowl baller this year, locked him up on a four-year deal. Again, I'm not saying you got to go spend $200 million, but what the Bengals did say is, you know what? I know we can't just solely rely on the draft and shopping at the Dollar Tree. I understand we have to give our young guys help to put them over the top. Hey, you could be mad at me sitting here shouting out, or not shouting out, but giving these organizations credit Or you can pay attention and see where all this is tying to. Okay? Because I know a lot of Cowboys Nation is fed up of the same old thing for 26 years. And I'm looking at two organizations that have done things in the offseason to help put their teams over the top. What about the Dallas Cowboys? Hmm? What about the Dallas Cowboys? What have they done for the last five years in free agency? I'll tell you what they've done. I'll give you a look. This is what they've done. Not a single one of these dudes, aside from really Terrell Basham, have been signed for multiple years and really was worth a damn in regards to the multiple-year contract. J-Ron, DeMonte, Malik, Brenton, Carlos, and Keanu all one-year deals. And by the way, that right side is their best free agency hit in the last five years. That's their best. And the best player from that signing, J-Ron Curse, they now got a pony up. Because Stephen Jones doesn't believe in free agency. And I don't know how many times, how much proof we have to look at around the league that shows that you have to be able to be shrewd in trading and shrewd in free agency. Shrewd doesn't mean cheap. I don't know how he can watch what's going around out here and say, you know what? We're going to solely shop at Family Dollar. We're going to solely shop at TJ Maxx. And you're right, CJ. You're right. Dan Quinn is almost the reason why that entire right side was successful. When I say entire right side, they weren't. Keanu Neal wasn't successful. Uh, Brent Urban got hurt, whatever. But that entire right side had success primarily because of Keanu Neal. I'm sorry, because of of Dan Quinn. But look at these names. Nolan Carroll, Cedric Thornton, Kerry Hyder, Tavon Austin, who Kerry Hyder went on to have a a good year outside of Dallas. Uh, Daryl Worley, Auden Smith, Poe, Everson Griffin. These are who the Cowboys brought in on the one-year deals and really got what? Randall Cobb was probably your best signing of all these guys. I'll put Randall up there and J. Ron Curse. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not an accident. This is how they operate. So we're trying to figure out how can the Cowboys get better under the way they currently operate. We know They're not going to do this. We know that. We know they're not going to do this. We know that. 
So how do you mesh the two to help your squad move forward under your current operation? It's not impossible. But Steven tells you every year, yeah, we're not going to go into free agency and do this and do that. That's not what we do. That's not what we believe in. Well, what you believe in doesn't work, Steven. That's the point. It doesn't work. You got to be aggressive to get what you want. Period. It's no, it's really honestly no coincidence your previous head coach was so damn conservative, right? It's no coincidence because your organization is. Uh, Looks like we got a caller real quick. Let me fix this. I got you, Tommy. I think it's Tommy. 757, what it is, what it do? Hey, what's good, Skywalker? What's up, brother? Hey, no much, man. But I, I, I was just calling, man. I, I totally agree with you, man. Because, I understand, like you know, drafting well, it, it, it do good. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go spend some money. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, too long. It, it, it's one thing. This is Tommy, right? I don't want to mess your name up. That's yeah, this, uh, big boy from VA. Big boy. Okay, it's, it's one thing, big boy. If it works, you know what I'm saying? If this approach worked for the last 20 some years, last two decades, last 15 years, cool. But no. clearly this approach is not working. You know what exactly. I mean? So, so they, they, this is not a cliche. It's a copycat league. That, that is real. It is a copycat league. Why do you think three of the four Finalists at head coach Sean McVay, Zach Taylor, and Kyle Shanahan all are very similar in their approaches. Are all from the same tree? It's a copycat league. Exactly. Exactly. That's all I want to call for, man. Because, like you said, good drafting gets you so far, man. We, I mean, it's been last time we won Super Bowl was ten. I'm thirty six, and like at a, at, a, at a point in time, you got you just got to go for it, man. Like that's it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's real. It's real frustrating being a Cowboy fan, being in the playoffs and just lose and see these other teams like the 49ers make it to the NFC Championship game. Like hurts, man. But uh, yeah, like, I totally bangles. agree with you, man. We need to re- we need to really make some moves in this offseason. Indeed, we brother. Really do. Appreciate the VA. Indeed, and no problem. If there was, if there was. One thing that should have humbled Jerry Jones, it was watching the Cincinnati Bengals get to the Super Bowl. After not winning a playoff game in 31 years. There has to come a time where Jerry has to say, you know what? This ain't working. And I'm going to tell you why it's freaking possible because somebody already did that and they are seeing the success. But real quick, let me get to mail real quick. What's up, bro? Man, uh, man, I owe my guy Sky an apology, man, because Sky's been preaching this since before the 2020 season. Before that. That we, that we need to look at bringing people in. And on me, I was drinking that. I was drinking Stevens Kool Aid, and I was drinking. There's some other YouTubers. I'm not gonna say no names because they are Sky's colleagues, and I don't want him co-signing nothing. 
but they also be drinking Stevens Kool-Aid about the guys we have here. And Sky was talking about, we need to go get this guy, we need to go get this guy. And I was like, man, you tripping, homie. We, we got guys here. And I was totally against what he was talking about. And, boy, I was dead wrong. I was dead wrong. Man, it's, Jer- Jerry got on that podium and said, if I could spend all the money and buy myself a Super Bowl and whatever I would have, whatever I need to do, I would do it. Well, the Rams just did that. Mm-hmm. We just saw the Rams do that. They yeah. went out and they basically bought themselves a Super Bowl, not necessarily with the money, but with and, the moves they made. And guess what? They traded picks. Who, who's going to who's going to care about them buying it? Right, like you know, how people say, "Oh, you bought the you bought a ring," and 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 who cares? And I'll, I'll and I'll take that if they get it. But anyway, yeah, I'm not asking them, Mel, to to be to go go to the extremes of the Rams, or I don't want to even say the extremes of Cincinnati, but either of those, I'm not asking for that because here's what's frustrating: they are so good at drafting that they don't need to go to those extremes. They don't. They just need to do these two things. I'm going to get to the second part. But but if they can just kind of mesh that together, I feel like there will come a time where these the talent can overcome the structure. But the structure is really the main reason why this is all happening, in my opinion. Man, it's, it's, it's frustrating, bro. It's frustrating. It's frustrating seeing these teams um, – Make certain moves. Like, we don't even participate in free agency. Mm-mm. We don't even participate. And sometimes free agency works out, and sometimes it doesn't. I, I do get that, but you got to hit on the right guys. And You can't be scared. You can't, you can't be scared. This is bargain, bargain basement. <laughs> look at these. Look, look at this real quick. I mean, you can't see it, but they cut one, two, three, four, five. They cut or traded six high-profile players, they weren't scared to move on. It didn't work out. Let's get rid of them. Or, or this ain't working oh. out. Let's, 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 let's try something different. That's why the Rams will be around as long as Les Snead and Sean McVay are running that organization. I mean, I, I feel like we're sitting here having a conversation about who we can bring back mm. because we're paying some guys that have – for the past couple of years, just depending on where, where your opinion lies, not performed up to those contracts. And we're going to be paying those guys next year because we have a fear of moving on. The unknown. We have a fear. They have a uh, fear of the unknown. They, they even said it. Yeah. I, it's like, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather, was it, lay with the devil I know than the devil I don't. And that's what Steven is. We want to pay our guys unless it's a guy I don't really want. But we're going to pay our guys. All right. You keep on paying your guys while other teams are paying other guys and winning Super Bowls. But I digress. I, I don't even – I mean, and if you look at the position they're in this, this coming year, um, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a different-looking team. It's going to be a different-looking team. And that's so you, yeah, that's you fine. Can, teams change, right? But, you know. Yeah, team, teams change, but the our guys' philosophy – you're not even gonna. You're probably not even gonna keep a lot of our guys. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be a lot of our guys walking out the door. <laughs> so, it's, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> 
is, is, you know, a lot of those our guys are going to be leaving, and then there's going to be more one year guys coming in. I, That's what they it, love to do. Man. I mean, I mean, I'm seriously. It, if you look at the, let me see if I have it up here. I don't. I want to make sure I don't. My bad. This one. If you look at our our free agent signings, I can't find a multi year deal that worked out, or even a multi year deal. Period. From 2016 to 2021, I wanted to use 2016 because of the Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott era. Not a single one. Benson Mayo, I think, was signed for a few years. I think he lasted two years and left. Randall, one year. I think I think uh, Tavon. I think Ta- Tavon played here two years. I think they re-upped Tavon. But I'm talking about like yeah, they, they I- won in free agency and signed him for multiple years. And Tavon Austin's not a guy I would sign multiple years. Anyway, my point is they didn't go out and get guys like the DJ Reader's proven. Mike Hilton is proven. Von Bell was proven. Trey Hendricks proven. Like like these guys were proven and still on the up and up. We went out and got. You saw who we got. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice Ken. Well, it was Maurice with Maurice Kennedy. He was a free agent signer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna do the same thing. They're gonna find guys that you know just had ACL tears and you know try to get sure. them on a the deal, and they're gonna find guys that you know. Um, you know, uh, we're back up somewhere else and try to get them on one-year deals. It, it's almost like they just try to fill in the roster. But, yeah. you know, man, it's, it's it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. I, I, I totally get your point, man. And, um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, I guess I guess more draft talk then, I guess. But uh, Coming soon, soon. In fact, I got, I got something later today for you guys to check out. Uh, we'll start our draft spotlight. But... For the most part, during the shows, we're going to finish wrapping up the twenty, the hindsight twenty twenty stuff and whatnot. Yeah, man. All right, bro. You have a good one, man. Have a blessed day. Uh, you too, brother. Appreciate you. I missed some super chats. Apologies. Uh, super chat. Tom Downey said, "Key key takeaways about the playoffs: culture matters. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. In fact, let's get to my second takeaway." Jerry Jones, Steven, get the f- out the way. Period. I tweeted last night. I actually tweeted last week. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Zach Taylor. Get somebody from this tree. You can say Andy Reid too if you really want. And get the f- out the way. I mean, it's, it's not that difficult. All those moves that were being made is because ownership got the out the way. You don't believe me? Because a lot of people don't really know about Mike Brown. Mike Brown is was, at least, the Jerry Jones of the AFC. Very, always involved in something. Very hands-on. The reason why the AFC version of Jason Garrett stayed around for so long, and that is, um, I'm having a brain fart now. Y'all know that the head coach for the Bengals prior to Zach Taylor, and I'm having a freaking brain fart, Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis stayed around for, what, 14, 15 years because he was Mike Brown's guy, a la Jason Garrett. Safe. Can do just enough. Just enough, but never... Get over the hump. Well, Mike Brown stepped back a couple years ago. not. This is what Mike Brown had to say um, about stepping back. 
He said, my family, my family now is included in these meetings. I sit there and get told what to do. So I guess we're making progress. I think it's going well. With Katie, it's true I'm still around and very happy to be around. I'm privileged to be the age I am, lucky to be doing what I'm doing. I'm aware of all that. I'm grateful. But part of getting old is you hand off the ball. Mm. And I have people I am handing the ball off to. Katie, Paul, Troy, that's our team, our administrative team. I think we're in good hands. If Mike freaking Brown, who pretty much was running this organization, I don't want to say into the ground, but keeping it at that Cowboys-esque, hasn't done anything for 30 years, can say, you know what? I'm getting up there in age. This isn't working out. I'm going to step back. I'm going to allow football people. I'm going to let them do their thing. It is no coincidence. It is no coincidence. And you don't even have to go. You don't even have to hit the depths that they hit. You don't have to go 2-14 and 14 and be the worst team in the league and get the number one pick and hope you hit on a quarterback. They hit the jackpot with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to be an absolute stud in this league forever. Don't get me wrong. But they don't, you don't have to do that, Dallas. You've got an, an extremely good core. You just need to learn how to mesh getting the out the way and being aggressive. Both of these organizations did that. Even in L.A. You think their owner is in the way of less need? Or their money man is in the way of of, of McVeigh playing who he wants to play? No. Get out the way. And I'm telling move. Get out the way. Get out the way. And I'm telling you, Dallas can prosper. There's obviously fans that aren't gonna like, you know, the running back or the quarterback or the receiver or whatever. There's there's gonna be those fans in every organization. There is. It is what it is. I'm not I'm 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 okay with y'all that don't. Don't like that. I don't believe. But I've watched organizations go to the Super Bowl with either equal talent or less than of talent because their ownership allows the Kyle Shanahan's to do their thing, the Andy Reid's to do their thing, the Zach Taylor's, the Les Sneed's, the Sean McVay's to do their thing. These teams aren't superbly more talented than Dallas. Dallas has the pieces. Are you kidding me? What they don't have is the ownership to get the out the way, bring in the right people and let them work. Let them work. Someone says Dak's contract is a mistake. How's it a mistake? Y'all think Dak's contract is the reason why we're not signing these people? Fam, we haven't signed anybody in free agency forever. That is Stephen Jones's way. Ain't Jerry's way. It's Stephen's way. Big Cat. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Scott? Not much, man. How you doing? All right, listen. So I've been on this phone waiting for a while, and this is exactly why. 
I called it. Um, one of the things that I believe that the organization should be irritated with to no end mm-hmm. is should Doby Awuzie is in the Super Bowl. Aside from the idea that the the Cincinnati Bengals was 31 years out and they got into the Super Bowl, yeah. should Doby Awuzie is in a Super Bowl. I, listen, it's the third year in a row. The old, former Cowboys reached the Super Bowl. Just exactly, and 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 um, who else was it? Um, Hicks on the other side. You know what I'm saying with Kansas City. Um, okay, Kansas you know City had but it, uh, Damian Wilson. They, I think Mo well, Claiborne won one over there. Uh, Anthony Hitchens. Claiborne and Hitt. Yeah, Hitchens. Hitchens. That's what I'm thinking of. Hitchens. Um, but yeah, both of them. You know, so it's like it, you do the same thing, expecting different results. Is the idea of crazy? You know, you haven't been back to the Super Bowl because you, you've you been saying it all morning and you should make a shirt with that on it. Get the hell out of the way. Get out it, the way. It's been that way. You're going to repeat that process, and you've been repeating that process all these years. No one is coming here to coach in Dallas of the caliber of these guys that you're looking at because of who the hell is in the way. You only gonna get a certain caliber of guy or certain caliber of coach that's going to come to Dallas because of who's in charge and how much they are actually an integral part of what the hell happens in Big D. And until they get the hell out the way, they won't return. It'll be a hard. It'll be a hard push. You've been saying it all morning, Sky. It, you are not short of talent. There's no team not. that's in this last group that was in this last group of four that is more talented than than we are. No group at all. But uh, coaching? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's teams that are as talented or maybe talented in other positions, but you right. had enough this year. Um, clearly, you didn't do something right. Along the way, though, but yeah. but nonetheless, I think Dallas put together some solid talent. But moving forward, a lot of yeah. that talent is going to be gone next year because you signed them to one year deals or their contracts up, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's definite. Well, maybe that'll change with with the retaining of um, Mr. Quinn. You know, some of that understanding because yeah. some of that's going to happen on the opposite side of the ball. A big part of that is the is the defensive side of the ball, but um. Maybe some of that will change because they retained him. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely can see some of the other guys, them keeping some of the other guys because he's staying. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that maybe that ends up changing. I don't know. But I will say I, I will say this, man. Until, until you can have ownership understand that they are stopping progress, that's going to be it. That's gonna be your 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 road to toe right there, dude. Indeed, bro. So appreciate the big cat. That's it, bro. All right, man. Yeah, you 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 can't bring in the coach and then unsully him. You can't do that, and that's what we do. That's what we did, um, and, and that's that's part of the whole get out the way. If, if you're gonna bring somebody in, let them rock. 
there's really no way if you think about it. I'm just talking here. There's really no way to figure out what your coach or coaches or what have you, whoever you put at in charge, can do to get better at if you don't allow them to make mistakes in that manner. You elected to keep Kellen Moore on this ship when you shouldn't have. Instead of allowing McCarthy to figure out how he wanted to do things. And it's clear there is something about the offensive side of the ball that Dallas just absolutely, the front office, loves and wants to just keep continuity with. It's clear. We talked about the, the timeline of JG from 07 to now in 2022 with Kellen Moore, that there's a connection for the last 15 years. Whereas you go to the defensive side, it's, oh, I don't care. He'll let the coach pick whoever he wants over there. Oh, yeah, man, pick who he wants. Mike Nolan, that didn't work out. I was going to get rid of him. Can't keep him. Dan Quinn, I will see what happens. Prior to that, Rob Marinelli. Old man uh, Lane Kiffin. Rob Ryan. They don't care about that. Anybody can just come in here, try to figure this thing out, not realizing they're really it's really a detriment to what they're doing on that side of the ball. <laughs> if they took that same approach on that side of the ball as they've done on the deep, on the offense side of the ball, maybe things will be a little bit different. But that all comes down to getting the out the way. Let your people do football things. Get a couple more up in here. Uh, B. Bird was next. Got our regulars in the building. What's up, B. Bird? Hey, what's up, Sky? How you doing this morning, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I, you know, I yeah. had to I had to tie in everything I saw yesterday. Well, not just yesterday, over this season, really, into how we can you know adapt to that. Yeah. Well, one thing. First thing I want to tell you is that, man, I, I have a little thing in my mind that some other YouTubers are going on to free agency and a draft and this, that, and other. But I think these things that you're talking about are very important, and these are the big elephant in the room type things. We could move on to the frap drafting free agency, but at, and we will. you know, and I don't, I don't, we can't, we can't do a lot about it. But it's good to talk about just to try to give our mentality of what the front office is, because I think me and you kind of on the same lines to to, to other people or uh, YouTubers that uh, people that follow you that may not know. But so I do appreciate the show, man. To be honest Thank with you, you. Um, um, so I want to just tell you my thought process of Stephen because I'm I'm older than you guys. I've been around for a lot longer. I think that what it is is with Jerry and Steven, they're ultimately looking for – they're trying to protect their football rep. They've always wanted to be known as football guys, and it pains them that they're not accepted in that community. Hmm. Um, it's been since day one. I mean, if you really look at it, it's the reason why he fired Jimmy. Uh, it's the reason why he hired low-profile coaches. Just in case they won, he'd be the face. Uh, it's the reason why Jason Garrett stayed around 10 years. So – those guys are searching for something, and I'll tell you this, that they'll never get. My analogy, and I gave this before, and I'll tell you again. Um, Sky, I'm going to take my – I'm just going to say this because I think you probably understand this. You know, I grew up in a rough part of town. but So street cred, hey, man, look, if you knew it was a dude over there and somebody was getting ready to get into it, you say, hey, man, come here, man. You don't want to get into it with that dude. Why not? Uh, you just don't want to get that. That dude has street cred. What I mean by that is – you can't buy street cred, right? That thing got to be earned. Somebody told somebody that you don't mess with that dude. Why? Because he knocked out some fools. And so what I'm saying is Jerry is trying to come in and buy being a football guy. It can't be done. 
you got to come through the ranks, man. You look at Sean Payton's resume, he's a football guy. He came through mm. the ranks. Some, most of these GMs, they came through the ranks. You'll never buy into it with money. So he needs to stop trying to do that, and that's what he's trying to do right now. Um, when you talk about free agency and Steven signing one-year deals, to me personally, that's because he don't know what he's doing. He doesn't trust his football acumen because he signs these one-year deals. We had guys, man, that would still help us, but we had them on a one-year deal. Robert, was his name Robert Quinn? Robert Quinn. Yeah. Then uh, now J. Ron Curse. Now these guys hit, and now we're in the same position we were in the year before. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now we still – theoretically, we still need a safety position because yeah. we don't really have any of them signed, man. We have two. And so what – yeah. And we, we – yeah, and so but the, but I think our two best safeties are are free agents. Is that concerned? That that's correct? correct. Yeah, that's because he doesn't see these other guys say, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna sign at least we're gonna sign J. Ron a, a two year deal, or uh, we're gonna sign him to a three. You know what I'm saying? We they have enough football smarts to say, "Man, this guy here might hit. This guy here might hit." Rob Quinn, hey, let's get this guy in and don't sign him to a one year deal. Let's sign him to you see what I'm saying a, a, a longer year deal. When you have football acumen, you can do that. When you don't, you're scared. You're scared to to pull a trigger. I mean, be bird. They get it, me. It, it's yeah. It, he he all but said I'm scared. I mean, those words oh, really? all seriously. Go back and look at the transcript when he talked about. I think it was like last year. Two. It might have been a couple years ago. He talked about free wow. agency um, and how the whole Brandon Carr contract pretty much spooked wow. him. He he doesn't want to do yeah. a Brandon Carr deal again, which is mind boggling to me because if you look at Brandon Carr's career here in Dallas, it was not a failure. You know, it, it was not. It wasn't. Yeah. Yes, he did. He wasn't Dion, but Brandon Carr wasn't, wasn't some Dion, huge yeah. liability. He played every game. He was an Iron Man. He was a leader. The first few years before you brought in a guy who didn't give a damn about getting interceptions, he had six interceptions. Then you bring in a guy that says, "I don't care about you getting interceptions. You just play the man." He doesn't get picks. Go figure, he leaves, he goes to organizations that values turnovers, he gets three interceptions. So it's he got spooked, in my opinion, falsely. That spooked him. And and, and Jerry and Jones being very, you know, he, he you know, Jerry's wild wild west. He he'll pay anybody. I think Steven, in a way, was was that level headedness that Jerry needed, but now Steven went so far left. That it's all we have now to rely on is, God dang it, we have to hit on this draft and hit hard and hope these these one-year rent-a-cop deals work out and that you get lucky to overcome coaching in the front office in that year. That is extremely hard, Cowboys Nation. Do you know how hard it is to rely solely on your draft, to rely on a underwhelming coaching staff or a coaching staff that may got the nuts clipped off and a front office that is scared to death. Do you know how hard it is for the players to overcome that year in and year out? Let me tell you why it doesn't matter about the players because it's been happening for 26 goddamn years. <laughs> I digress. I'm sorry. No, no problem. But and I, I gave you this analogy before and I'll say it again. If you take me right now and make me the CEO of Microsoft, only way I can screw that up is to make a lot of deals because I don't know what I'm doing. If I just sit back and not do anything, then I'm going to be okay probably. But if I go in there and start making a lot of changes, then it's going to be messed up. That's what Stephen Jones, He people say, man, he's shrewd. Man, look at the contract. No, he's afraid. He's, he's paralyzed to do anything because he's afraid of how it's going to look outside of Cowboy Nation, and, and, and he don't want to look bad. Those guys, have been in, those guys have been in control for 30-something years, man, and they've been trying and fighting 
the proof. You know, Jerry's in the Hall of Fame for business, not for football. And so, you know, for the revenue that he's generated, he had, he's not in there for because he's a great football guy. That guy still wants to prove it. And if you go back to every transition, if you go back to every coaching hire, it has his prints all over it. I told you uh, before, he hired Jimmy because he didn't know anything about football at the time. When he yeah. found out about football and he thought he could do it, his ego jumped in, he fired him. I and sent you, know, you the video about him and uh, Bill Parcells. You did show me that video. That was a very interesting video. You know, here's yeah. the thing. I don't. I don't, I don't blame Jerry for saying, you know what, man, I got three Super Bowls in the first six years of, you know, owning a team. Um, yeah, let me try to do this myself. I don't mind him doing that. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind you trying, going out there, trying to do something different and build something on your own. But when that doesn't work for X amount of years, now it's time to step back and say, <laughs> I gave him my all, man. You know, I, I really tried all the way to the dust. And it, it didn't work. So let me try something different. That's all I'm saying. I'm not mad at Jerry yeah. for wanting to try to do it his way. Shout out to Frank Sinatra. But now your way ain't so, working. And you're absolutely right. The thing about it is, man, to me, uh, I tell my kids all the time about knowledge. A little bit of knowledge, you 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 won't do anything. You'll find somebody. You know, if you have a little bit of knowledge of your car, you, I mean, you have no knowledge of how to fix a car, you'll go get to a mechanic to do it. If you have professional knowledge, like expertise knowledge, you do it yourself. Mm. If you have a little bit of knowledge, you think you can do it, and that's when you screw your car up. And so Jerry and them got just a little bit of knowledge, man, that's why they're screwing this thing up. If they had no – some of these owners come in with no knowledge, they find football people and put them in play. And so I'm going to let you go, man. That's all I wanted to talk to you about. I just wanted to just tell you that those guys are still trying to prove the NFL wrong, and, they, and every year they've been proving them right. And I'm going to talk to mm. you later, brother. I'll be better. Appreciate you. My my guy Stephen White is not having any of this. I, 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 I'm just I'm, I really I really would love to hear your thoughts, Stephen, if you can call in on why we are putting the the cape on for Jerry and Stephen. I'm I'm confused. I'm I really would love to hear it. Um, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. Special case says, I believe that is true. That's why they kept Kellen Moore. Yeah, somebody in the earlier in the chat said, Are we just speculating that McCarthy they they, they decided to keep Kellen Moore and McCarthy didn't know or, or McCarthy wanted Kellen? Yeah, obviously we're they will never come out and say that. But if you read between the lines, if you look at the organizational history, it is not far fetched or crazy to think that Steven and Jerry, or at least Jerry said Kellen is staying. We've seen them hire an offensive coordinator before the head coach. That is unprecedented. That is unprecedented. So, yeah, I do think that he got unsullied. Without a doubt. So, what's up, Jay? Steven said, playoffs were all close games, penalties, or last to have the ball. Are we playing horses? Yeah, I would love to hear from you, man. I, like, a, like a full-blown thought out of why we putting on Kate for Steven and Jerry. When the Bengals hadn't won a playoff game in 31 years. Super Bowl two years later. So I'm interested. Um, All right, listen. We got to lock these up because I'm only going to do a few. My apologies to those I don't get to. Uh, and then the order, I believe, was B next, 
Reek, and I think Shift. Uh, what's up, B? What's good? What's good, G? Not much, Yo, uh, man, I don't know who over there talking about who over there praising Jerry and all that. Man, I don't know unless they talking about some draft stuff. That's as far as it go with me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who over there caving for Jerry like that, man. But um, just want to touch on some of them, the you know the last call he was talking about, man. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes those one those one year deals they be signing. You know, sometimes that irritates me, bro, because I'll be trying to figure out. I'll be like, why do y'all go out and y'all get these guys and you sign them a one-year deal and your, your scouting department has to be telling you something? Because if you remember, Robert Quinn wasn't a free agent. He was a trade from Miami. Mm-hmm. They got him for like a six-round six pick. Round pick. Yeah. But they could have they could have extended him and said, hey, listen, we want to we want to trade for you and – Try to give me a little something to, because remember, hit, hit, at, at that stage, remember he was he was considered a bust in Miami because he wasn't a three four in. He's a rush in. They were playing some three four down there, and he he came to Dallas. Yeah. And instead of them saying, you know what, we want to add another year to your deal, you know what I'm saying, try to give him a little money and keep him there. But they, I was I, I always wondered why they never tried that. But we never know what Robert Quinn's plan is. His, his plan could have been to cash in. Sure. Use what's going on in yeah, Dallas. Quinn's, Quinn's in a, Quinn could have been a good example, but it turned out to be not a bad example, but an example to learn from, right? Like, it's not a bad – trading for Quinn wasn't bad. He had a successful year. Quinn got his bag. But there are opportunities like that around – I mean, again, I don't mean to go back to the Rams because they sometimes trade high picks, but they also acquire guys like Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters and Brandon Cooks for – things that aren't first round picks. You know what I'm saying? And they keep those guys around Mm -hmm. for a long time and and they have success with them. And and again, B, I'm not asking to to do that every single year, but there are opportunities every year, every other year for you to improve via pro personnel, free agency or trades. And we just never see it. Hell B and Cowboys nation. I would be okay. If we sometimes traded some, like, what is this? What is this fascination with keeping every single player on the Dallas Cowboys instead of maybe trading a guy and getting some real compensation for him like some of these other teams. New England does it all the damn time. The Rams do it all the damn time. You know, you know? the Niners have done it. Whole draft. The Rams are gave away the whole draft for the next two years, and look what it's doing. It, pay, it paid off. And to me, I don't understand. It's like the Cowboys are trying to be competitive for years to come. But it's not doing anything but getting you to the first round, it's, it, and you're out of it. It's messing you up you because be more, you because be it's making you just good enough, B, to where you're outside yeah. of that top end blue chip talent. Which again, you don't need to be up there to draft well. Dallas has done a phenomenal job, uh, but but you're, you're doing just well enough to never get that top five type of pick. And then when you do, no offense to Zeke. You did draft a running back, which is almost a no-no in that top five. But nonetheless, that's revisionist history. But yeah, man, Dallas really has to. It was either Zeke or, or Jalen Ramsey, wasn't it that year? Yes. And they passed on Jalen. Okay, passed on Jalen. I man, I, I personally don't have a problem with Zeke. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to blame Zeke. Zeke gonna walk. Zeke gonna he can Zeke gonna he gonna have three hundred and fifty or he gonna have thirteen hundred yards for breakfast if he stay healthy. So I'm not even worried about it. I just right. That, that's why I'm not. I'm not tripping. I mean, I'm not mad at 
the Zeke right. pick. I get right. the people. I get that they could have won a different direction and been fine as well. They could have drafted a different All Pro and been cool and got another running back in the second round. But we don't. We don't need to do that. Zeke worked out for the time that he should have been here. Uh, the problem was when you decided to extend him two years prior to you needed to. But that's yeah. <laughs> and then you restructured his contract last year. Now he's stuck here for the next two years with that sure. contract. And you better get a run game coordinator in here to help with Kellen Moore to marry the run game with his passing game because that's not going to work. Him and Joe Fielding, that run game's got to go. Um, when it comes to that two-year deal, they did, they actually did it with Basham, though. That was a good signing. Basham from the Jets, they signed him to a two-year, $7.5 million deal. And I thought that Basham, I was like, damn, Basham could probably pretend to get seven sacks. Uh, for Dan Quinn. Well, what did but, he have? Four? See, what, what, bug, what bugs me, and I like Terrell Basham, but he's not the guy yeah, I would have... but the way that... But he's not the guy I would have gave the multiple year, or the only guy I would have gave a multiple year deal to. I mean, let's play, let's play revisionist history. If I'm going into this free agency and I'm looking at the positions and they say, you know what, <laughs> defensive end is the one, a rotational defense end, which Terrell Basham was is the one we got to lock up for multiple years as opposed to same potential type of guy in safety, why would you not try a position you routinely cannot hit on, which is safety? So why not say, you know what, I'm going to sign J-Ron to a multiple-year deal, see if we can hit. If not, no harm, no foul. Instead, they did it for a position where they have a $27 million guy, a guy they're high on in in Randy Gregory. So it, it it was, you know. Revisionist history is strange. What did they sign? What was that? What, what, did Jerron Curse get a minimum deal? Oh, man. They got Jay, They got all the safeties for like $2 million. <laughs> I, mean, I could be exaggerating. Combined? Combined? Combined, brother. They spent, less, they spent less money on all three safeties, KZ, Hooker, and Curse, than they did on Keanu Neal. That's crazy. Well, we understand why they did the Keanu Neal thing. And, I, and to me... I wasn't mad at it because to me it shows, okay, Jerry, get out the way. Let Dan Quinn get the people that he needs yeah, to implement that I'm okay for with. it here. So I'm not even mad at it. I'm not even mad at it. The stuff that pisses me off about Jerry, it's, it's the, the – well, Kelly Moore is going to stay here. He's going to be the offensive coordinator. So it's something about offense. It's, it, I, I don't know what it is. There's it's something the, about so them annoying. that they have to have control of the offense – they literally let the defensive coordinators do whatever the hell they want to do. Dave, okay, so I'm not tripping. No, you're so not, not tripping. tripping. Exactly, bro. Exactly. They let them do. Hey, Rod, 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 come here, come here, Rod. We we up a pick. What you want? Hey, Dan, Dan, right, what you, what you need to get? What you need to get, Dan? Cool. Let them do whatever the hell they want to do. What it is? I don't know what it is. And and so, and they talk. And Stephen is so spooked off about Brandon Carr. If you remember that year, the two top corners in that class were Cortland Finnegan and Brandon Carr. And neither wanted to go first. But Cortland Finnegan went first, um, was signed by the Rams because they said if he was going to sign first, he was going to have to reset the market. You and sure? As soon as he signed, I'm positive. As soon as he signed, that wasn't in Brandon Carr came Dominican, right after him and got the. Awesome. No, I thought that was, was the Awesome No, Awesome was years before, did he? No, no, no. It was years before. It wasn't I'm, years I'm before. Here, here's why I remember Asamoa had some type of play. I don't I know mean, because because we had Rob. That was, was it Rex Ryan? That was the year before. Rob Ryan. 
that was the year before. Because I, I know the Asma got signed on the, the twenty around the twenty eleven year because of uh, the Dream Team situation with the Eagles, but it could have been the year after right. Brandon Carr, though. It could have been the year after, but nonetheless, man, you, it was either there. It was, I think it was the, I think it was the year before because you remember when they came in, like you said, Rob Ryan. What do you need? They had Skandrick in the slot. Who Skandrick is one of my favorite players, man. Just because he's smart and he understand how to, he understood how to take care of his business. Um, but they had, they had, they they went up and they traded up to get uh, Morris Claiborne. That was the year that stuff was starting to flip, and they gave up a second round pick. They went from fourteen to like eight or six, and all they gave up was a second-round pick. They didn't give up no extras. They gave up a second-round pick. That's when the prices, so to speak, were coming down to get up there. Now, all of a sudden, you notice how that stuff went back up? Mm-hmm. If you go from 14 to 6 nowadays, you're going to give up a King's ransom. The Cowboys only gave up a second-round pick it all de- to move up to get more Claiborne. It all de- and it all they, depends. in that same year, well, they, shouldn't have did that they, got Brandon, they got Brandon Carr. So I'm not mad at Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr's downfall was that he lost a step. And he was already a guy that couldn't – he didn't run very well. He was a left cornerback. He played the backside of the QB. He didn't run very well. I think Brandon Carr's downfall was Rob Marinelli. And he couldn't couldn't run – he couldn't carry receivers across the field because if you remember his last two years in Dallas, Team start. They didn't really attack Brandon Carr down the field. I know OBJ's head, but he was in position. Yeah, but then what is the? How but, do you explain him going to Baltimore and playing extremely well? Because, I, I, oh, I, I think it's. I just think it's the product of your environment. They use it to his strength. Right. They strength. That's why I think his downfall was more. Right. Think about this for a second. Cowboys were in cornerback was a purgatory for for under Rob Marinelli until Chris Rashard got there and said. What the hell are y'all doing with Byron Jones? Get him from safety and put him at corner. They didn't know what the hell they were doing out there. One got Chris Richard, who knows about DBs, and all of a sudden their corners start playing a little bit better. I don't think that's that's a coincidence. I agree, I agree man. I don't know what the hell. I think Rob Marinelli and, you know, he comes from that, that money kissing under the, under money kissing and all that, he's a defensive line coach. <laughs> man, but you but know it, what? You know how. Let me get let me get are, moving, man. B. I gotta get to the next callers. I, I'm I'm working on time restraints now, y'all. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to keep this, this ahead, thing G. under a certain time. I'm trying. It's hard because I like talking to y'all on the phone, man. Go ahead, G. Man, I'll holler at you later, man. All right, B. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah, this week I'm working on the structure to try to fit this thing under a certain time restraint. Uh, I'll do better. But today was more about, I, I, had a, I had some passion in what I wanted to talk about, and obviously you guys do too. So let me get to uh, Reek and then Deshaun. We out here. What's going on, Reek? You? I just wanted to say, yeah. I just wanted to say, man, yo, this Cowboy team, man, they need to be ashamed of their damn self, man. This organization need to be ashamed of their damn self. Doing what they doing what they did, man. Yeah. You can't tell me they just they they just Joe Burrow and them they just drafted Joe uh, Joe Burrow and Chase, and Joe Burrow was hurt last year. 
and he made it to the Super Bowl. Just put the clothes in the car. And he made it to the Super Bowl already? Is 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 the Cowboys serious? You know what I mean? That's what and happens. uh That's what happens when your ownership and, step and, back. No, ownership keep butting in. That's his goddamn problem. They ain't letting the coaches and the coaching staff do their job, what they pay them to do. If, if you're going to pay them to do a job, let them do their job. Quit getting in their damn way. Let Mike McCarthy have full autonomy over his squad when they're on the field. Because they no way, like I keep saying, it's no way in hell that any oh. winning team coach, I mean coach, is going to let their offensive coordinator fall off a hill and land on a razor blade like that. You know what I'm saying? And, and us as Cowboy fans, we can All right, he gonna have to, we gonna have to let Reek go. <laughs> Y'all silly man, he fed up. I I I feel him. He fed up. No, Stephen White, you will not get dugged. You won't get dugged, bro. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about. I can't really say everything I want to say about the situation, but uh, Stevie Mac knows. Fresh knows. A couple other people know. There were some, I'll say, evil undertones to that situation that came out to light which is why he's no longer invited to this show. He will not do it. I will not tolerate it. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. Um, but John, nah, you wouldn't, you would you wouldn't get Doug Stephen Stephen White. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious because again, I'm always welcoming the opposite side. I really do want to know why is it that you believe in Stephen and, and Jerry, how they currently operate. Um, yeah, no, I ain't pouring nothing out for him. Nothing. Okay. One thing you will not do is make a mockery of my people. You won't do that. So he can go to hell for all I care. All right. Uh, let's get the D show. <laughs> What's up, bro? You, you funny, Scott. You funny. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Well, me personally, how I see, like, both games, I've seen a lot um, from the, like, the, Burrow in them game, I seen something that a lot of teams like need to do more, which is called adjustment. And that yeah. second half adjustment just changed everything. It it really started when Mahomes couldn't score at before halftime. It really like locked them in. But they made adjustment that? and they made Mahomes. What was your huh? thought process on that, Deshaun? In in, in the chat, uh, that we we get on Dak and whatever. But what the hell? was Patrick Mahomes doing to end the half and to end the game? He was dreadful. He was awful. What was that call at the end of the half to not kick the field goal that probably lost him the game? I mean, that was a huge mistake. Yeah, I agree. I was like, they need to kick the field goal. Like, I know because once they got like once they got the passing finish, I know they want to score real bad, but I'm like, you're kind of being a little bit greedy. You might want to, like, because once that other play didn't work, I was like, all right, they need to, like, kick the field goal because if they try it again, they won't get it. And – so what they – I think what they were trying to do, they tried to bring Tyreek Hill out because they had Kelsey and they locked Kelsey up and they had like another like, – I think I, – I don't know. I think it was Hartman or something. They had him over there. So he seen Tyreek and then Tyreek tried to outrun him, but they met Tyreek at an angle and then that's when he tapped him. Yeah, but your like, quarterback oh, can't make that throw. The throw has to be yeah. – in fact, first of all, your quarterback can't make that throw and your play caller can't call that, that option. Tyreek shouldn't be an option behind mm-hmm. the line of scrimmage. Everything is end zone, one, two, three, get it out, throw it out, sail it, kick the field goal, go into halftime, up 14. Came back to bite him yep. in the butt. It is. 
And I don't know what Mahomes looking at. Uh, people don't understand. Tyreek is short. All right, this is not Randy Moss. This is not uh, no tall receiver. Like trying to throw that into double coverage, that was just unnecessary. That 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 should have never happened. Oh, the, the interception like, okay, in the second half. Yes, like uh, in the yeah in the OT game. I was just like, what is he doing? Because like I said, I understand Tyreek is a speed demon, but like to throw it into double coverage. Because now Jesse Bates. Now, he made a great play because he punched the ball out. Because, see, Tyree's about to catch it, and he punched it. And then that's when the interception, like, fell right into the uh, the cornerback slap. I forgot his name. But I was just like, well, dang. And I knew I was like, Joe Burrow go down the field. He's going to, like, uh, get, get his team in field goal range. But here's the crazy part, though. Joe Burrow, I remember them talking. They was like, they, they was talking about trying to get, like, Slater and stuff. Joe Burrow was like, no, I don't I don't want Slater. I don't want no, I want Jamar Chase. That's his guy. And it's. That's his guy. It, it's crazy how much a number one receiver can do. If we, if we found a way to use Cooper as a number one receiver, we would. Oh my gosh, it will change this team so much. But since we try to play this, like you know, uh, whoever is open and and try to like play that type of game, it, it doesn't work, yep. especially in the playoffs. It's just we, you know, we talk about it a ton, Deshaun. It, 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 when it's not cut, yeah. listen, it's okay to have this. We're going to distribute the ball mentality um, throughout the year, but when it comes to nut cutting time, is you got to get your guys the ball and you got to find a way to scheme that up. I mean, I watched the Rams yesterday. By the way, neither of the quarterbacks were exceptional in these games. They had except, no. <laughs> <laughs> but they they made they made the plays when they needed to make them, and their coordinators called the the plays to get it open. A lot of the times, and when they didn't, this is what I love to see about McVay. McVay said, "My bad. That was a dumb play call. Third and three. I threw this dumb, this dumb screen. My bad. I got you. I got you, Matt. I'm gonna let you try to do." It. But I watched how McVay and I for the last all the playoffs really, but especially in the Tampa Bay mm-hmm. game and last week, how they get Cooper Cup open. And I'm sitting here oh, like, my, I was gonna talk about. I was gonna talk about it, man. I'm sitting here like, why sorry, can't Mars, Cooper do Mars, that? One of the best yeah, they had this play, Deshaun and Chat, where I believe it was Van. Je- they stacked Van Jefferson in Cooper Cup, and, and teams do this. This is not some special thing. Van Jefferson, I'm, I don't have the all twenty-two, but he ran some type of route to clear to just create some room for Cooper Cup to do a two to have a two-way go. Either he could go out left, he can go right, and it'll be an easy pitch and catch for Matthew Stafford. Nothing crazy. It was a big third down. Mm-hmm. They stacked him. Van Jefferson runs his route. Cooper Cup sets up, uh, I forget which corner it was. Maybe it was Williams. Boop, boop. He gets himself open. Bam. Makes a tough catch. I mean, it's little stuff like that. And there was another one on the yeah. touchdown drop, too. I don't know the dude's last name. Cooper Cup was wide the hell open, but so was that, that yeah, receiver because of the way that that route was designed. It was a beautiful play design, and he had the pick of a litter. Who do I want to hit? He threw it to the one wide receiver, and he dropped it. But, again, it's just simple things like that. And, and this is against a team, right? that the Cowboys couldn't do those things against. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But anyway. It did. What makes it, yeah, but what makes it more frustrating, I feel like this team has all the tools and the talent, but it's, this one makes me mad. It's, it's always something. Is it If it's not the offense, it's the defense. If it's not the defense, it's the offense. I've never seen, like, the Cowboys really play offense and defense both be good at the same time. Because me personally, I feel like if both our units are good, I promise you we can beat majority of the teams that's in the NFL. 
But because it's always something, because it's always a issue somewhere. That's where that's where sure. Yeah, because not, not every game you're going to have both sides of the ball being yeah. exceptional. But but there, again, there's times within the game uh, where you need one side or the other. Hell, and and let's just be real: the offense did not come through for the defense in the second half of the Niners game. The other side, the defense didn't come nope. through for the offense in the first half of the Niners game. But I, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter when when you have a chance to get it done. Pull out your best, all your stops. Pull out all your stops and get it done. Don't come out here and be generic. And that's from the the coaching part of it. That's from the player part of it. And that's what they were speaking of the Cowboys against the Niners. But um, yeah, and I'm reading here they have two first round pick overall number one picks. They absolutely do. You know, Joe Burrow. I think it's gonna mm-hmm. be an absolute stud. I always said Matt Stafford had a ridiculous talent uh, as a quarterback. He just wasn't getting it done against the, some of the better teams. Goes to an organization, mm-hmm. right? Goes to an organization and that builds around that quarterback. Because let's be real, they all need some type of coaching and, and and player personnel help. And look what happens. He gets to the Super Bowl. So uh, I think we got the talent. I think you have a talented quarterback. You got talented running back duo. You got talented receivers defensively. I don't know what you're going to do. You're losing a lot of pieces, but I believe in Dan Quinn bringing it together. Just need to get the coaching staff to get you over the hump. Or we're going to continue to do the same thing I've been saying, relying on the talent, the players, to outperform the coaches, to win in spite of it, of the coaches in the front office. And I'm telling you all, man, that's not the way to do it in this league. It's just not. It's not. Last point. Um, the dad press situation. Now, I understand how people are. So, uh, yesterday I was I got off, like, you know, I finished watching the game and everything again. I don't know. I went on. I went to Mark's home channel. When I tell you, I've seen so many Dak Prescott's average, Dak Prescott's trash, Dak Prescott's Hold on, what, this. what happened? And, okay, so I went to uh, – it's my channel, Mark Holmes. You probably know. Mark yeah, Holmes. I know Mark. Uh, yeah. I went I, – yeah. So right after I I, 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 when I finished watching the game, I went through and Mark was talking about, like, uh, the, like, the, like what happened, like the matchups and everything. Yeah. And he, it, his, his channel had a way of just Dak Prescott trash, Dak oh, Prescott's oh, average, okay, Dak Prescott's this. Yeah, so I was telling this is my process in, in thinking. Okay, if if you play to a quarterback's strength and you play to how they play, then right. everything becomes easier. Because if y'all really think about it, think about this: Tyree Sessions. When Mahomes first got into the NFL, Mahomes was terrible, and he said he was like, "This dude sucks." But see, as he sat down and developed, and they got to like really understand Mahomes. That's why Mahomes became who Mahomes is today, because they played to his strengths. They played to, like, you know, like getting out the pocket, making plays, making moves. And I just feel like me personally is this. Every time I feel like um, people say Dak is average and trash of this, I get where they're coming from, but at the same time. Don't, you, you, don't get, you don't get where they're coming from when they say he's trash well, and average. It, 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 well, it, it, it's hyperbole. It's one he, thing to he, be he, upset. He does make he, – it's one thing to be right. upset with him, and it's one thing that we can criticize him because he deserves criticism. But it's another thing to say this dude is not uh, a, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. I mean, again, I ask Cowboys Nation, look around the league. <laughs> mm. Look around the league. The, the job of your freaking offensive coordinator, offensive-minded head coach, their job when you have a franchise quarterback is to do one thing, make the quarterback's job easier. Period. 
That's what Shanahan does. That's what Zach does. That's what, uh, what's his name, Uh, McVay does. That's what they do. They make the quarterback's job easier. We're acting like Dak is freaking Peyton Manning. I'm telling you, if the game plan is going to be Dak, you go to the line of scrimmage, you call out all the plays, you for 40 freaking minutes, you're not going to go anywhere in that manner. That is not his game. Like you said, play towards his strengths. He has them, ladies and gentlemen. Play towards them. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe next year they'll do that. But I hold my breath. We'll see. Uh, let's, let's pray and hope Kelly Moore gets Miami drive and we can we can start this whole offense thing over. <laughs> well, I tell you what, the, the number one thing that we need to do is get the <laughs> out the way. I'm just saying. Get out the way. All right, Deshaun. We'll see. All right. Appreciate you, brother. All right, quick recap. For those that missed it, my two t- my two takeaways. Oh, not that one. My bad, y'all. That's for tomorrow. My two takeaways. Be aggressive to get what you want. You got to be aggressive. Uh, we saw it with the Rams. They're aggressive. They've done that. We saw it with the, the, four, the 49ers. Well, they do it too. The Bengals. They were aggressive. Be aggressive to get what you want. My second one, get the out the way. I don't think those two things are that hard to do. And that, to me, is why these two teams are in the Super Bowl this year and why one of the teams were terrible two years ago and two years later, obviously players that matter, that's Talked about that, right? They got young players, but they also were aided by good coaching and by veterans. Quality veterans, not Stephen Pius, Nolan Carroll, Cedric Thorpe, Dante Poe. You know what I mean? They are not aided by those guys. So, those are my two takeaways from the team that I saw. I think both of these teams were aggressive to getting what they wanted, and then their front offices got out the way. Got out the way. Oh, man, great stuff today. Again, I appreciate you guys for bearing with me this morning for being late. I, I literally changed up what I wanted to talk about today because I, I felt very passionate about how these teams got to the Super Bowl and – um I truly believe that the Cowboys, you know, if they adopt these things that can help them get towards their goal. Um, A lot of fans have already said it. It's tough right now to talk about free agent possibilities and and the draft and things like that. But eventually we have to move forward. And uh, starting tomorrow, we're going to pick up the hindsight 2021 series and finish up this defensive end depth, um, likely starting with D.A. Dorrance Armstrong, I think, tomorrow. So we'll talk about him and whatever Cowboys news pops up over the, the next few hours, the next 24 hours, we'll talk about that as well. So make sure y'all stick around. And later today, we are starting something new every Monday. I believe every Monday. We are going to do a NFL draft spotlight highlighting a particular prospect. Um, obviously, we'll do draft shows throughout this this offseason, but... These are going to be quick videos for you to kind of get familiar with said prospects, some of the things they do well, some of the they don't. I'll have some all 22 and some basic information 
uh, for you guys that I, that we'll share for you guys to see. So today, later on today, I'm not sure what time we'll drop our NFL draft spotlight. I won't tell you who it's about. You'll have to find out. Tune in. Hit the bell notification. Subscribe. That way you can see or know exactly when we get and drop the videos. And we are really trying to aim. Like I said, we're almost at 15K. We're trying to aim for. My bad. We're trying to aim for 20 by the by the start of next year. So we got a long ways to go. First, first stop, 15, 16, 17. Keep going. So make sure y'all share this thing if you enjoyed the show. Uh, call in back in tomorrow. Didn't get a chance to get to everybody. Um, again, I love, I love, I love chopping up with y'all, whether y'all agree or not. Right. That, that's what we're here for. We're not here for everybody to agree all the dang on time, but I like to hear both sides of it. So y'all keep it locked, man. Keep it locked with Cow- uh, Cowboys nation with A to Z sports. Make sure y'all tune in later today with our guy, Mauricio Rodriguez, who continues to do a fantastic job on the primetime show. Then check out A to Z sports, Dallas.com. For all the great articles and happenings on your Dallas Cowboys. With that said, Cowboys Nation, we out of here. Appreciate you guys. Y'all stay up. Happy Monday. See y'all tomorrow. Make sure y'all hit that that bell notification. We're dropping NFL Draft Spotlight later today. We out of here. Peace. Shout out to Stevie Mack, the mod god. Shout out to the Cowboys haters in the building as well. Some of y'all Cowboys fans. I want me some glory help. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. Streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. I am your host, Will Skywalker Still. That was a championship Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. That was a a weekend of football that that you love to see. That is now back-to-back weekends where we've been lucky as football fans to see some fantastic football that had everything, right? It had the drama. It had the quarterback play. It had some mistakes, coaching gaffes. It had everything, turnovers. It was just, you know, the last two weekends, again, is why I love this game of football. No matter how much this team above me rips my heart out every single freaking year. But we'll kind of review that championship Sunday. And I have two takeaways from both teams, organizations that are now in the Super Bowl that the Cowboys should be looking at and and taking away and applying that, I don't want to say style, but some of what they do to help get to the Super Bowl where they haven't been in 27 years. Plus, in the roundup, we'll talk about some of the coaching updates for both coordinators, and Jerry Jones also uh, sounds off as well. 
Yeah, uh, man, guys, how y'all doing this morning? I absolutely loved the <laughs> Tim says saw the title and just want to say Jerry Jones only now wants to sound off on our coaching. Well, we know Jerry, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in the roundup. Um, Tim, we'll get into that, but. This past weekend, I had an entirely different show. You're probably like, why are you so late, Scott? That's because I came into the show this morning with something completely different. Completely different. I was going to, we're going to continue the hindsight series and all that stuff, but we'll do that tomorrow. I couldn't watch Championship Sunday and then come on here and not detail some of the things that uh, we saw and apply it to the Cowboys. I, first of all, just, just first of all, real quick. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals for reaching the pinnacle of the sport, and that is the Super Bowl. Congratulations to those two teams. They did everything they possibly could to get there, and and we'll get into some of those things. So congratulations to them. Uh, I think that they are two. there are two different ways, or multiple different ways, not just two, a ton of different ways to skin the cat. I talked about that before. And these franchises basically are on opposite ends of them. In a way, there's some gray area where they meet, right? There's the circle, the big circle. There's the two teams. They, they meet in the middle with some of the things. But uh, both of these franchises have shown you multiple ways that you can win or at least get to the Super Bowl. And they're not the only ones. And I said this before. All these different ways to skin a damn cat in the NFL and the Cowboys have yet to even capture the damn cat. Because they want to breed their own damn cat themselves. And it's a copycat league, ladies and gentlemen. You can look at some of these franchises and say it's okay to do a little bit of what what they do and apply it to your team and see where it takes you. Because what's been going on with the Cowboys organization over the last 28 years has not worked. So we'll get into that. Uh, A couple shout-outs before we get into the roundup real quick. Uh, Paul, Wid, It, Tamara, DeBar, Richmond, C. Burleson, Stick It Up Kid in the building, uh, Jared O, Manny Ramos, Tom Downey, Burner Account, Alpha Mason, J. Mark Fishing, uh, Just Blaze, Adam Max, Special K in the building. It says, bang, bang, couch, gang. Huh? Where are those Niner fans at? The Niner fans were in here very deep. Um, if you're in here, Niner fans, can I get a bang, bang, sit your ass down? Huh? Can I get one of those Niner fans? I don't even know if they're in here. Uh, who else we got up in here? Marcelo B, Fresh Fade, TC915, Zeus, our guy Tom Downey, Burner Account, Keith Shep, Richmond555, Adrian Padilla, Mike Love, L, Stevie Mac, The Mod, God. Uh, did I say Frankie Franchise? I think I did. Chase Washington in the building, Mike Lowe, uh, Canella, James Rogley, Nisi. Uh, let's get over here on Facebook. John Beam, Miller Corbett, Oscar Sullivan. Uh, let's see who else. CJ Burleson, my guy. Jeremy Atkins in the building. And the many more coming through. If I didn't get to you, oh, already we got a donation in the house. It's from our guy Tom Downey. Let's see what he has to say. Super chat. Bengals did it in two years. Dallas can't do it in 26. How did I know that one was coming? But you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Turn around. This is why, y'all, I don't. Chuck, Chuck P in the building, Bright Bright, Lance Bell, uh, and let me finish this off here, and Peter Rizzo. This is why I don't subscribe to uh, the window. The window's closing. You got to – the window. You create the window. You build the window. There's no latch 
on the window. You can open it and close it whenever you want. It's up to you to do it. A lot of the, you see it across the league. You see it across the league. So I don't subscribe to uh, the window is short and all this and all that. You can be as great as you want to be if you can get out your own dang own way. And that's one of the takeaways we'll get to in a little bit. Um, you can call in today. Again, I'm going to get through my takes, and then we'll open the phone lines and we'll end the show. Uh, 351-999-3787 is the phone line. If you want to talk about that game, if you want to talk about Patrick Mahomes in that second half, huh? It didn't look too hot. Uh, we want to talk about that that defense for the Cincinnati Bengals who came up big this postseason. Uh, Matt Stafford, who leaves a terrible organization, goes to one organization and, and wins three playoff games in his first year, and he's going to the Super Bowl. Funny how that works, huh? Funny how that works. But, yeah, so if you guys want to call in, you can, 351-999-3787. Let's hit the roundup, get some Cowboys updates, and then we'll come out of it with some of our takeaways. Let's do it. Welcome to my Gucci, it's about that time. <laughs> It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. This is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Strive for progress, not perfection. Fitness goals are not accomplished with one workout. Progress towards your goals with Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals. Uh, check out any of the nine locations in the DFW area. Or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com and let them know that A to Z Sports sent you. Uh, First up, something that we really didn't talk about on Friday. A lot was going on Friday, but uh, it looks like, and this may just be nothing, but Kellen Moore will get a second interview with the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have narrowed down their search to two. Offensive coordinator Mike McDaniels, and Kellen Moore, Cowboys' obvious offense coordinator. Kind of, I want to say a shocker a little bit. There was a report that came out that said, you know, Kellen Moore will not get a head coaching job, which still may very well be the case. But the fact that they decided to meet with him a second time, for a lot of Cowboys nation, it gives them hope. (laughs) Hope that Kellen is out of here. But let's just say Kellen is out of here. Who then becomes the offense coordinator, right? Is it McCarthy? Who's done it before? Is it Joe Philbin? Old man Joe, who's who's been an OC call plays with McCarthy before? Or is it an outsider who I would love for it to be an outsider? Um, but I still believe, and so does Jerry Jones, that Kellen Moore will not get a head coaching job and he will be back and they will run this entire staff back. I don't know how much confidence that really instills in the in the Cowboys nation but it looks like they will be running this whole entire operation back there's still hope though that Kellen get that job we know in Miami they have a young quarterback in Tua uh and they want to get a, an offensive mind in there to help Tua and, and Kellen is that guy he's an offensive guy but he's still so young and, and he's still learning and I said this a pl- plenty of times I feel like eventually he'll be he'll be one of those guys but just Right now, I'm okay with not having him learn on a job with a, a, a machine that I feel like can get someone in here that knows what they're doing, how to game plan and and call and things like that. 
on a week-to-week basis. Now, it's not saying Kellen's terrible. He's not terrible. He's just still young and green, and I, I think he'll get better. I'd just rather be somewhere else when you're learning. Yeah. But if he's going to be here, God dang it, I hope he changes and he turns this around for next year and he becomes the best that Kellen can freaking be. Jerry Jones did an impromptu interview on Friday during the show, at the end of the show. And he talked about a lot of things, a little, a bunch of nothing, really, for being honest. But some of the things that did come out of Jerry Jones' mouth, he was very mum. This one was weird. He said he was mum on McCarthy last week or two weeks ago about his status because he was trying to throw off the NFL to keep Dan Quinn? What? Well, I don't like listening to him. But whatever. Uh, He also said this about Sean Payton. He said, I understand the speculation. Sean is an outstanding coach, but I haven't talked to him, and I'm not in any way part of his departure there in New Orleans. He didn't have any place in anything I'm doing regarding our staff. Take that with how you want to take it. We know he loves Sean Payton, but he's obviously not going to come out on air and and probably say that just yet. Uh, a couple other things that he did say. He said, I've had two others, and he's talking about the assistant coaches, two other occasions where a coach, a coordinator, was offered a head coaching job, and I got them to not accept it. Sean Payton declined the Raiders, and Jason Garrett is the other. I believe that very much. Dan Quinn declined a head coaching position. My goal was to keep the continuity of this group together. We met many times face-to-face with Dan, myself, and Mike to coordinate and talk to him. We were very much in a competitive environment because we felt Dan did have the opportunity to be a head coach, end quote, from Jerry Jones. So it's very clear that they tried to do everything in there, well, Jerry did, possible to bring back Dan Quinn. Good for Jerry, (laughs) because you needed to do that. You lose Dan Quinn, you probably lose Joe Witt Jr., and I don't know that I trust you to bring in the right people. Um, it's been like that for the last, what, 15 or so years. But Dan Quinn was in a very important piece. And not only did he bring him back, but he extended him. So on Friday, Todd Archer came out and said, well, money's not really an issue. He's getting paid from Atlanta. Jerry said, yeah, it may not be an issue, but we're going to throw a little couple dollars on there. We're going to put a little incentive on you coming on back, Dan Quinn. So he did extend, uh, get an extension. However, that doesn't really mean that Quinn won't be going next year. Jerry said that he's looking forward to having Quinn around for years to come. Years to come sounds great, Cowboys Nation. But if the defense plays well again, if Dan Quinn is good again, teams will come calling next year. They will become they will come calling for Dan Quinn next year, and there's nothing that Jerry Jones can really do about it. So that is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Let's see what some of you have to say in the chat. Uh just says Jerry gets rich selling controversial information. Hmm. Interesting. Uh Dan Quinn knows his lane. Absolutely. Kellen is a great playmaker, not a great play caller. Um, yeah, I feel like Kellen can, Kellen could do some positive things for you 
but he needs more experience. And it's a matter of, are you okay with waiting for that experience? Or you need somebody in here that can really turn this franchise or this offense, not turn it around, get it over the hump. All right, let's get to another super chat from B bird. Super chat. Steven wants to win the draft. Steven, a $5 donation. Steven wants to win the draft free agency. And most importantly to him, the salary cap. He forgets the main goal is to win the Super Bowl. Hmm. I, I don't even know if he wants to win the free agency. But the draft, he definitely does. And obviously, the salary cap, he definitely does. So with that said, let's go ahead and transition into a couple of the takeaways from these franchises that I believe helped propel them to where they are. And even if they didn't win these games, they were in position uh, to get to the Super Bowl because, in my opinion, of these two things, these two takeaways. And let's start with number one. To me, it's be aggressive to get what you want. We've talked about this, I mean, at least I have, for years in regards to the Rams. And I'm only three years, I believe, in almost three years on this channel. The first year, I did nothing on it. The, the last two years, I've been very active. In those two years, anyone that has known me has will know that I am all about being aggressive. You can be calculated and aggressive as opposed to being wild wild west uh new york giants aggressive via free agency and whatnot but the rams just showed you for all those that were laughing at this the uh, la rams ah oh, they're gonna suck you can't keep doing this you can't keep doing that the rams have been doing this for four to five years this is not new just take a look at some of the rams moves over the last five years they traded for matt stafford Jalen ramsey von miller and Sony Michelle. These are the people they traded for that are part of their Super Bowl run this year. And they also signed Odell Beckham Jr., who, by the way, a lot of people kept saying was washed up. Odell not washed up. Odell might have been a head case, but like most head cases, you get them in the right environment, they'll be okay. So the Matthew Staffords, the Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, Sony Michelle. Odell Beckham played key roles in getting them to the Super Bowl. We saw Von Miller have key a key impact yesterday. Odell Beckham had a 100-yard game for the first time since 2019. In fact, since he's been signed to the Rams, he had about 40-some receptions, 500 yards, six touchdowns. Prior to that, he had like 19 catches, zero touchdowns in Cleveland. Not only did they do that this year, prior, they also acquired guys like Marcus Peters, Akib Tlaib, Indama Kinsu, Brandon Cooks. Oh, and they weren't afraid to move on to continue to get better by trading your Jared Goffs, your Brandon Cooks, your Todd Gurley's. They traded Marcus Peters. They traded Brandon Cooks as well. Traded away. And cut Todd Gurley. See, people have this assumption that the Rams will just eventually fall flat on their face because they're making all these moves. But they don't realize within their aggressiveness is the smart part of it. They continue to make all these moves so they don't fall flat on their face. Now, some of these moves, what I have made, probably not because they're extremely aggressive and the way the Cowboys are structured, 
it could have hurt the Cowboys because they don't they believe in their draft picks. But I've I've never ever hated what the Rams did. I absolutely loved what the Rams did and what they do. Because they're going for it every year. If you're a fan of the Rams, you know every year, no matter what happens, our front office is going to do whatever it takes to make this team better. By being aggressive. I'm not saying every team should do this. I said that before. But the Rams said, well, shit, if y'all, if 31 other teams want to do it this way, I'm going to go against the grain and see if it can work. And it has worked. Two Super Bowl appearances in the last four years by the LA Rams. Again, Jerry, I'm not asking you to go out here all willy nilly, <laughs> but you can be aggressive. You've done it. I'm talking about in this state, you've done it in this state. Where you went out and got a an Amari Cooper. Granted, it it took you you know back against the wall, DefCon one type stuff, but you did it and it worked. Kind of similar to Keller, right? Something works, they don't go back to it. <laughs> but okay, let's say well the Rams did all that, but the Bengals didn't. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, the Bengals didn't go out and make all these crazy trades, but you know what the Bengals did. They went out and they signed quality players. Quality guys, not for one-year deals and shopping at the Dollar Tree and things like that. No, they went out and got DJ Reader, a quality guy, and said, we're locking you up. They went out and got Mike Hilton, who I absolutely loved in free agency last year as a slot guy, especially seeing what Dan Quinn did with these guys. Four-year deal. Cheetah Bay, a woozy, eh? Cowboys Nation. We all know Cheeto. Cheeto went to Cincinnati and had a really good year. Gave up three touchdowns, less than 80 uh, quarterback rating. I believe he had a career high in completion percentage. Yeah, he gave up the touchdown against the, was it the Raiders? The Raiders in the first game of the postseason. But nonetheless, Cheeto has had a productive year. Von Bell. They didn't go get Von Bell and say, we're going to sign you the one-year deal and hope it all works out and try to come and get you. Now they locked him up for three years. Trey Hendrickson, Pro Bowl baller this year, locked him up on a four-year deal. Again, I'm not saying you got to go spend $200 million, but what the Bengals did say is, you know what? I know we can't just solely rely on the draft and shopping at the Dollar Tree. I understand we have to give our young guys Help to put him over the top. Hey, you could be mad at me sitting here shouting out, or not shouting out, but giving these organizations credit, or you can pay attention and see where all this is tying to. Okay? Because I know a lot of Cowboys Nation is fed up of the same old thing for 26 years. And I'm looking at two organizations that have done things in the offseason to help put their teams over the top. But what about the Dallas Cowboys? Hmm? What about the Dallas Cowboys? What have they done in, for the last five years in free agency? I'll tell you what they've done. I'll give you a look. 
This is what they've done. Not a single one of these dudes, aside from really Terrell Basham, have been signed for multiple years and really was worth a damn in regards to the multiple-year contract. J-Ron, DeMonte, Malik, Brenton, Carlos, and Keanu, all one-year deals. And by the way, that right side is their best free agency hit in the last five years. That's their best. And the best player from that signing, J-Ron Curse, they now got a pony up. Because Stephen Jones doesn't believe in free agency. And I don't know how many times, how much proof we have to look at around the league that shows that you have to be able to be shrewd in trading and shrewd in free agency. Shrewd doesn't mean cheap. I don't know how he can watch what's going around out here and say, you know what? We're going to solely shop. At Family Dollar. We're going to solely shop. At TJ Maxx. And you're right CJ. You're right. Dan Quinn. Is almost the reason why that entire right side. Was successful. When I say entire right side. They weren't. Keanu Neal wasn't successful. Uh, Brent Urban got hurt. Whatever. But that entire right side. Had success. Primarily because of Keanu Neal. I'm sorry. Because of. of of Dan Quinn. But look at these names. Nolan Carroll, Cedric Thornton, Kerry Hyder, Tavon Austin, who Kerry Hyder went on to have a, a good year outside of Dallas. Uh, Daryl Worley, Auden Smith, Poe, Everson Griffin. These are who the Cowboys brought in on the one-year deals and really got what? Randall Cobb was probably your best signing of all these guys. I'll put Randall up there and J. Ron Curse. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not an accident. This is how they operate. So we're trying to figure out how can the Cowboys get better under the way they currently operate. We know they're not going to do this. We know that. We know they're not going to do this. We know that. So how do you mesh the two to help your squad move forward under your current operation? It's not impossible. But Steven tells you every year, yeah, we're not going to go into free agency and do this and do that. That's not what we do. That's not what we believe in. Well, what you believe in doesn't work, Steven. That's the point. It doesn't work. You got to be aggressive to get what you want. Period. It's no, it's really honestly no coincidence your previous head coach was so damn conservative, right? <laughs> it's no coincidence because your organization is. Uh, looks like we got a caller real quick. Let me fix this. I got you, Tommy. I think it's Tommy. 757, what it is, what it do? Hey, what's good, Skywalker? What's up, brother? Ain't nothing much, man. But I, I, I was calling, man. I, I totally agree with you, man, because – Cause I understand, like you know, drafting well, it, it, it do good, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go spend some money. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, too long. It, it, it's one thing. This is Tommy, right? I don't want to mess your name up. That's yeah, a uh, big boy from VA. Big boy. Okay, it's, it's one thing, big boy. If it works, 
You know what I'm saying? If this approach worked for the last 20 some years, last two decades, last 15 years, cool. But no. clearly this approach is not working. You know what exactly. I mean? So so they, they this is not a cliche, it's a copycat league. That that is real. It is a copycat league. Why do you think three of the four finalists at head coach Sean McVay, Zach Taylor, and Kyle Shanahan all are very similar in their approaches, are all from the same tree? It's a copycat league. Exactly. Exactly. That's all I want to call for, man. Like you said, good drafting gets you so far, man. We, I mean, it's been – last time we won Super Bowl was 10, I'm 36. And, like, at a, at a, at a point in time, you, gotta, you just got to go for it. Man. Like, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's real. It's real frustrating being a Cowboy fan, being in the playoffs and just lose and see these other teams like the 49ers make it to the NFC Championship game. That hurts, man. But uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, man. We need to we need to really make some moves in this offseason. Indeed, we brother. Really do. Appreciate the VA. Indeed, and no problem. If there was, if there was. One thing that should have humbled Jerry Jones. It was watching the Cincinnati Bengals get to the Super Bowl. After not winning a playoff game in 31 years. There has to come a time. Where Jerry has to say, you know what? This ain't working. And I'm going to tell you why it's freaking possible. Because somebody already did that and they are seeing the success. But real quick, let me get to Mel real quick. What's up, bro? Man, uh, man, I owe my guy Sky an apology, man, because Sky's been preaching this since before the 2020 season. Before that. That we, that we need to look at bringing people in. And on me, I was drinking that. I was drinking Stevens Kool Aid, and I was drinking. There's some other YouTubers. I'm not gonna say no names because they are Sky's colleagues, and I don't want him co-signing nothing. But they also be drinking Stevens Kool Aid about the guys we have here. And Sky was talking about we need to go get this guy. We need to go get this guy. And I was like, man, you tripping, homie. We, we got guys here. And I was totally against what he was talking about. And, boy, I was dead wrong. I was dead wrong. Man, it's, Jer- Jerry got on that podium and said, if I could spend all the money and buy myself a Super Bowl and whatever I would have, whatever I need to do, I would do it. Well, the Rams just did that. Mm-hmm. We just saw the Rams do that. They yeah. went out and they basically bought themselves a Super Bowl. Not necessarily with the money, but with and, the moves they made. And guess what? They traded picks. Who, who's going to who's going to care about them buying it? Right? Like you know, how people say, "Oh, you bought the, you bought a ring," and 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 who cares? And I'll, I'll and I'll take that. If they get it, but anyway, yeah, I'm not asking them, Mel, to to be to go go to the extremes of the Rams, or I don't want to even say the extremes of Cincinnati, but either of those, I'm not asking for that because here's what's frustrating: they are so good at drafting that they don't need to go to those extremes. They don't. They just need to do these two things. I'm gonna get to the second part, but but if they can just kind of mesh that together, I feel like 
there will come a time where these the talent can overcome the structure. But the structure is really the main reason why this is all happening, in my opinion. Man, it's 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 frustrating, bro. It's frustrating. It's frustrating seeing these teams um make certain moves. Like we don't even participate in free agency. Mm-mm. We don't even participate. And sometimes free agency works out, and sometimes it doesn't. I, I do get that, but you got to hit on the right guys. And you can't be scared. You can't, you can't be scared. This is bargain, bargain basement. <laughs> look at these. Look, look at this real quick. I mean, you can't see it, but they cut one, two, three, four, five. They cut or traded six high-profile players. They weren't scared to move on. It didn't work out. Let's get rid of them. Or, or this ain't working out. Let's, let's 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 try something different. That's why the Rams will be around as long as Les Snead and Sean McVay are running that organization. I mean, I, I feel like we're sitting here having a conversation about who we can bring back mm. because we're paying some guys that have, for the past couple of years, just depending on where, where your opinion lies, not performed up to those contracts. And we're going to be paying those guys next year because we have a fear of moving on. The unknown. We have a fear. They have a fear of the unknown. They they even said it. It's like, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather, what is it, lay with the devil I know than the devil I don't. And that's what Steven is. We want to pay our guys unless it's a guy I don't really want. But we're going to pay our guys. All right. You keep on paying your guys while other teams are paying other guys and winning Super Bowls. But I digress. I, I don't even – I mean, and if you look at the position they're in this, this coming year, um, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a different-looking team. It's going to be a different-looking team. That's, so you, yeah, that's you, fine. Teams change, right? But, you know. Yeah, team, teams change, but the our guys' philosophy – you're not even gonna. You're probably not even gonna keep a lot of our guys. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be a lot of our guys walking out the door. <laughs> so, is <it's, laughs> you know, a lot of those our guys are gonna be leaving, and then it's gonna be more one year guys coming in. Like, That's what they love to do. Man. I mean, I mean, I'm seriously. If you look at the, let me see if I have it up here. I don't. I want to make sure I don't. My bad. This one. If you look at our, our free agent signings, I can't find a multi-year deal that worked out, or even a multi-year deal. Period. From 2016 to 2021, I wanted to use 2016 because of the Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott era. Not a single one. Benson Mayo, I think, was signed for a few years. I think he lasted two years and left. Randall, one year. I think I think uh, Tavon. I think Ta- Tavon played here two years. I think they re-upped Tavon. But I'm talking about like yeah. they won in free agency and signed him for multiple years. And Tavon Austin's not a guy I would sign multiple years anyway. My point is they didn't go out and get guys like the DJ Reader's proven. Mike Hilton is proven. Von Bell was proven. Trey Hendersick's proven. Like, like these guys are proven and still on the up and up. We went out and got you saw who we got. So <laughs> Maurice Ken, well, he, with Maurice with Maurice Kennedy, he was a free agent signer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna do the same thing. They're gonna find guys that you know just had ACL tears, and you know try to get sure. them on a deal. And they're gonna find guys that you know, um, you know, uh, were back up somewhere else, and try to get them on one year deals. It, it's almost like they just try to fill in the roster, but yeah. you know, man, it's, it's 
it's, it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. I, I, I totally get your point, man. And, um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, I guess, I guess more draft talk then, I guess, but, uh, coming soon, soon. In fact, I got, I got something later today for you guys to check out. Uh, we're going to start our draft spotlight, but for the most part during the shows, we're going to finish wrapping up the 20, the hindsight 2020 stuff and whatnot. Yeah, man. All right, bro. You have a good one, man. Have a blessed day. Uh, you too, brother. Appreciate you. I missed some super chats. Apologies. Uh, Super chat. Tom Downey said, key key takeaways about the playoffs, culture matters. 100%. 100%. In fact, let's get to my second takeaway. Jerry Jones, Steven, get the f*** out the way. Period. I tweeted last night. I actually tweeted last week. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Zach Taylor, get somebody from this tree. You can say Andy Reid, too, if you really want, and get the f- out the way. I mean, it's it's not that difficult. All those moves that were being made is because ownership got the f- out the way. You don't believe me? Because a lot of people don't really know about Mike Brown. Mike Brown is was at least the Jerry Jones of the AFC. Very always involved in something. Very hands on. The reason why the AFC version of Jason Garrett stayed around for so long, and that is, um, I'm having a brain fart now. Y'all know that the head coach for the Bengals prior to Zach Taylor, and I'm having a freaking brain fart. Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis stayed around for, what, 14, 15 years because he was Mike Brown's guy, a la Jason Garrett. Safe. Can do just enough. Just enough. But never get over the hump. Well, Mike Brown stepped back a couple years ago. This is what Mike Brown had to say um, about stepping back. He said, "My my family now is included in these meetings. I sit there and get told what to do. So I guess we're making progress. I think it's going well. With Katie, it's true I'm still around and very happy to be around. I'm privileged to be the age I am, lucky to be doing what I'm doing. I'm aware of all that. I'm grateful. But part of getting old is you hand off the ball. Mm. And I have people I am handing the ball off to. Katie, Paul, Troy, that's our team, our administrative team. I think we're in good hands. If Mike freaking Brown, who pretty much was running this organization, I don't want to say into the ground, but keeping it at that Cowboys-esque, hasn't done anything for 30 years, can say, you know what? I'm getting up there in age. This isn't working out. I'm going to step back. I'm going to allow football people. I'm going to let them do their thing. It is no coincidence. It is no coincidence. And you don't even have to go. You don't even have to hit the depths that they hit. You don't have to go 2-14 and and be the worst team in the league and get the number one pick and hope you hit on a quarterback. They hit the jackpot with Joe Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to be an absolute stud in this league forever. Don't get me wrong. 
But they don't, you don't have to do that, Dallas. You've got an, an extremely good core. You just need to learn how to mesh getting the out the way and being aggressive. Both of these organizations did that. Even in LA. You think their owner is in the way of less need? Or their money man is in the way of, of, of McVeigh playing who he wants to play? No. Get out the way. And I'm telling move. Get out the way. Get out the way. And I'm telling you, Dallas can prosper. There's obviously fans that aren't going to like, you know, the running back or the quarterback or the receiver or whatever. There's there's going to be those fans in every organization. There is. It is what it is. I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm okay with y'all that don't don't like that. I don't believe. But I've watched organizations go to the Super Bowl with either equal talent or less than of talent because their ownership allows the Kyle Shanahan's to do their thing. The Andy Reid's. To do their thing, the Zach Taylors, the Les Needs, the Sean McVeighs, to do their thing. These teams aren't superbly more talented than Dallas. Dallas has the pieces. Are you kidding me? What they don't have is the ownership to get the out the way, bring in the right people, and let them work. Let them work. Someone says Dak's contract is a mistake. How is it a mistake? Y'all think Dak's contract is the reason why we're not signing these people? Fam, we haven't signed anybody in free agency forever. That is Stephen Jones's way. Ain't Jerry's way. It's Stephen's way. Big Cat. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Scott? Not much, man. How you doing? All right, listen. So I've been on this phone waiting for a while, and this is exactly why I called in. Um, one of the things that I believe that the organization should be irritated with to no end mm-hmm. is should Doby Awuzie is in the Super Bowl. Aside from the idea that the the Cincinnati Bengals was 31 years out and they got into the Super Bowl. Yeah. Shadobi Awuzie is in a Super Bowl. I, listen, it's the third year in a row the old, the former Cowboys reached the Super Bowl. Just exactly. And and, and um, who else was it? Um, Hicks on the other side, you know what I'm saying, with Kansas City. Um, okay, Kansas you know City had saying, but it, uh, Damian Wilson. They, I think, Mo well, Claiborne won one over there. Uh, Anthony Hitchens, Claiborne and Hitch. yeah, Hitchens, Hitchens. That's what I'm thinking of, Hitchens. Um, but yeah, both of them. You know, so it's like it, you do the same thing, expecting different results. Is the idea of crazy? You know, you haven't been back to the Super Bowl because. You, you've been saying it all morning, and you should make a shirt with that on it. Get the hell out of the way. Get out it, the way. It's been that way. You're going to repeat that process, and you've been repeating that process all these years. No one is coming here to coach in Dallas of the caliber of these guys that you're looking at 
because of who the hell is in the way. You're only going to get a certain caliber of guy or a certain caliber of coach that's going to come to Dallas because of who's in charge and how much they are actually an integral part of what the hell happens in Big D. And until they get the hell out the way, they won't return. It'll be a hard. It'll be a hard push. You've been saying it all morning, Sky. It. You are not short of talent. There's no team not. that's in this last group that was in this last group of four that is more talented than than we are. No group at all. But I, I, coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's teams that are as talented or maybe talented in other positions, but. You right. had enough this year. Um, clearly, you didn't do something right along the way, though. But yeah. but nonetheless, I think Dallas put together some solid talent. But moving forward, a lot of yeah. that talent is going to be gone next year because you signed them to one-year deals or their contracts up, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Well, it's definite. Well, maybe that will change with, with the retaining of um, Mr. Quinn. You know, some of that understanding, because yeah. some of that's going to happen on the opposite side of the ball. A big part of that is the, is the defensive side of the ball. But um, maybe some of that will change because they retained him. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely can see some of the other guys, them keeping some of the other guys because he's staying. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that, maybe that ends up changing. I don't know. But I will say, I, I will say this, man, until, until you can have – Ownership, understand that they are stopping progress. That's gonna be your that's gonna be your 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 road to toe right there, dude. Indeed, bro. So appreciate you, big cat. That's it, bro. All right, man. Yeah, you 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 can't bring in the coach and then unsullied him. You can't do that, and that's what we do. That's what we did. Um, and that's that's part of the whole get out the way. If you're going to bring somebody in, let them rock. There's really no way, if you think about it, I'm just talking here. There's really no way to figure out what your coach or coaches or what have you, whoever you put at in charge, can do to get better at if you don't allow them to make mistakes in that manner. You elected to keep Kevin Moore on this ship when you shouldn't have. Instead of allowing McCarthy to figure out how he wanted to do things. And it's clear there is something about the offensive side of the ball that Dallas just absolutely, the front office, loves and wants to just keep continuity with. It's clear. We talked about the, the timeline. Of JG from 07 to now in 2022 with Kellen Moore, that there's a connection for the last 15 years. Whereas you go to the defensive side, it's, oh, I don't care. He'll let the coach pick whoever he wants over there. Oh, yeah, man. Pick who he wants. Mike Nolan? That didn't work out. I was going to get rid of him. Can't keep him. Dan Quinn, I'll see what happens. Prior to that, Rob Marinelli. Old man uh, Lane Kiffin. Rob Ryan. I don't care about that. Anybody can just come in here, try to figure this thing out, not realizing they're really, it's really a detriment to what they're doing on that side of the ball. <laughs> if they took that same approach on that side of the ball as they've done on the D on the offense side of the ball, maybe things will be a little bit different, but 
that all comes down to getting the out the way. Let your people do football things. Get a couple more up in here. Uh, B. Bird was next. Got our regulars in the building. What's up, B. Bird? Hey, what's up, Sky? How you doing this morning, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I, you know, I yeah. had to I had to tie in everything I saw yesterday. Well, not just yesterday, over the season, really, into how we can, you know, adapt to that. Yeah. Well, one thing, first thing I want to tell you is that, man, I, I have a little thing in my mind that some other YouTubers are going on to free agency and a draft and this, that, and other. But I think these things that you're talking about are very important, and these are the big elephant in the room type things. True. We can move on to the frap, draft and free agency. But at, and we will. You know, now I don't – we can't we can't do a lot about it, but it's good to talk about just to try to give our mentality of what the front office is, because I think me and you kind of on the same lines to to, to other people or YouTubers that or people that follow you that may not know. But so I do appreciate the show, man. To be honest Thank with you, you. Um, um, so I want to just tell you my thought process of Stephen because I'm I'm older than you guys. I've been around for a lot longer. I think that what it is is with Jerry and Stephen, they, they're ultimately looking for they're trying to protect their football rep. They've always wanted to be known as football guys, and, and it pains them that they're not accepted in that community. Mm. Um, it's, it's been since day one. I mean, if you really look at it, it's the reason why he fired Jimmy. Uh, it's the reason why he hired low-profile coaches. Just in case they won, he'd be the face. Uh, it's the reason why Jason Garrett stayed around 10 years. So those guys are searching for something, and I'll tell you this, that they'll never get. My analogy, and I gave this before, and I'll tell you again. Um Sky, I'm going to take my – I'm just going to say this because I think you probably understand this. You know, I grew up in a rough part of town. But so street cred, hey, man, look, if you knew it was a dude over there and somebody was getting ready to get into it, you say, hey, man, come here, man. You, you don't want to get into it with that dude. Why not? Uh, you just don't want to get that. That dude has street cred. What I mean by that is you can't buy street cred, right? That thing got to be earned. Somebody told somebody that you don't mess with that dude. Why? Because he knocked out some fools. And so what I'm saying is Jerry is trying to come in and buy being a football guy. It can't be done. You got to come through the ranks, man. You look at Sean Payton's resume. He's a football guy. He came through mm. the ranks. Some, most of these GMs, they came through the ranks. You'll never buy into it with money. So he needs to stop trying to do that. And that's what he's trying to do right now. Um, when you talk about free agency and Steven signing one-year deals, to me personally, that's because he don't know what he's doing. He doesn't trust his football acumen because he signs these one-year deals. We had guys, man, that would still help us, but we had them on a one-year deal. Robert, what's his name? Robert Quinn? Robert Quinn. Yeah. Then uh, now J. Ron Curse. Now these guys hit, and now we're in the same position we were in the year before. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now we still, theoretically, we still need a safety position because yeah. we don't really have any of them signed, man. We have two. And so what – yeah, and we, we – yeah, and so but the, but I think our two best safeties are are free agents. Is that is that That's correct? correct. Yeah, that's because he doesn't see these other guys say, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna sign at least we're gonna sign J. Ron a, a two year deal, or, or we're gonna sign him to a three. You know what I'm saying? We they have enough football smarts to say, man, this guy here might hit. This guy here might hit. Rob Quinn, hey, let's get this guy in and don't sign him to a one year deal. Let's sign him to you see what I'm saying a, a, a longer year deal. When you have football acumen, you can do that. When you don't, you're scared. You're scared to to pull a trigger. I mean, be if bird. I, if they get it, me. It, it's yeah. He he all but said I'm scared. I mean, those words oh, really? all seriously. Go back and look at the transcript when he talked about. I think it was like last year. Two. It might have been a couple years ago. He talked about free wow. agency um, and how 
the whole Brandon Carr contract pretty much spooked wow. him. He he doesn't want to do yeah. a Brandon Carr deal again, which is mind-boggling to me because if you look at Brandon Carr's career here in Dallas, it was not a failure. You know, it, it was not. It wasn't. Yeah. Yes, he did. He wasn't Dion, but Brandon Carr wasn't, wasn't some Dion, huge yeah. liability. He played every game. He was an Iron Man. He was a leader. The first few years before you brought in a guy who didn't give a damn about getting interceptions, he had six interceptions. Then you bring in a guy that says, "I don't care about you getting interceptions. You just play the man." He doesn't get picks. Go figure. He leaves. He goes to organizations that values turnovers. He gets three interceptions. So, <laughs> it's he got spooked, in my opinion, falsely. That spooked him. And and, and Jerry and Jones being very, you know, he, he you know, Jerry's wow wow west. He he'll pay anybody. I think Steven in a way was was that level headedness that Jerry needed, but now Steven went so far left that it's all we have now to rely on is God dang it, we have to hit on this draft and hit hard and hope these these one year rent a cop deals work out and that you get lucky to overcome coaching in the front office in that year that is extremely hard cowboys nation do you know how hard it is to rely solely on your draft to rely on a underwhelming coaching staff or a coaching staff that may got the nuts clipped off and a front office that is scared to death do you know how hard it is for the players to overcome that year in and year out let me tell you why it doesn't matter about the players because it's been happening for 26 goddamn years. <laughs> I digress. I'm sorry. No, no problem. But and I, I gave you this analogy before, and I'll say it again. If you take me right now and make me the CEO of Microsoft, only way I can screw that up is, is to make a lot of deals because I don't know what I'm doing. If I just sit back and not do anything, then I'm going to be okay probably. But if I go in there and start making a lot of changes, then it's going to be messed up. That's what Stephen Jones. He people say, man, he's shrewd. Man, look at the contract. No, he's afraid. He's he's paralyzed to do anything because he's afraid of how it's going to look outside of Cowboy Nation, and and, and he don't want to look bad. Those guys have been in those guys have been in control for thirty some years, man, and they've been trying and fighting to prove. You know, Jerry's in the Hall of Fame for business, not for football. And so, you know, for the revenue that he's generated, he had, he's not enough for because he's a great football guy. That guy still wants to prove it. And if you go back to every transition. If you go back to every coaching hire, it has his prints all over it. I told you uh, before, he hired Jimmy because he didn't know anything about football at the time. When he yeah. found out about football and he thought he could do it, his ego jumped in, he fired him. I sent you know, the video about him and uh, Bill Parcells. They showed me that video. That was a very interesting video. You know, here's yeah. the thing. I don't, I, don't, I don't blame Jerry for saying, you know what, man, I got three Super Bowls in the first six years of, of you know, owning a team. Um, yeah, let me try to do this. Myself. I don't mind him doing that. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind you trying, going out there, trying to do something different and build something on your own. But when that doesn't work for X amount of years, now it's time to step back and say, <laughs> I gave him my all, man. You know, I, I really tried all the way to the dust and it, it didn't work. So let me try something different. That's all I'm saying. I'm not mad at Jerry yeah. for wanting to try to do it his way. Shout out to Frank Sinatra. But now your way ain't working. No, so- and you're absolutely right. The thing about it is, man, to me, uh, I tell my kids all the time about knowledge. A little bit of knowledge, you 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 won't do anything. You'll find somebody. You know, if you have a little bit of knowledge of your car, you, I mean, you have no knowledge of how to fix a car, you'll go get to a mechanic to do it. If you have professional knowledge, like expertise knowledge, you'll do it yourself. Mm. If you have a little bit of knowledge, you think you can do it, and that's when you screw your car up. 
And so Jerry them got just a little bit of knowledge, man. That's why they're screwing this thing up. If they had no – some of these owners come in with no knowledge, they find football people and put them in play. And so I'm going to let you go, man. That's all I wanted to talk to you about. I just wanted to just tell you that those guys are still trying to prove the NFL wrong, and, they, and every year they've been proving them right. And I'm going to talk to mm. you later, brother. Mm. I'll be better. Appreciate you. My my guy Stephen White is not having any of this. I, 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 <laughs> I'm just I'm, I really really would love to hear your thoughts, Stephen, if you can call in on why we are putting the the cape on for Jerry and Stephen. I'm I'm confused. I'm I really would love to hear it. Um, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. Special case says, I believe that is true. That's why they kept Kellen Moore. Yeah, somebody in the earlier in the chat said, Are we just speculating that McCarthy they they, they decided to keep Kellen Moore and McCarthy didn't know or, or McCarthy wanted Kellen? Yeah, obviously we're they will never come out and say that. But if you read between the lines, if you look at the organizational history, it is not far fetched or crazy to think that Steven and Jerry, or at least Jerry said Kellen is staying. We've seen them hire an offensive coordinator before the head coach. That is unprecedented. That is unprecedented. So, yeah, I do think that he got unsullied. Thought it up. So, what's up, Jay? Steven said playoffs were all close games, penalties, or last to have the ball. Are we playing horses? Yeah, I would love to hear from you, man. I, like, like a full-blown thought out of why we putting on Kate for Steven and Jerry. When the Bengals hadn't won a playoff game in 31 years. Super Bowl two years later. So I'm interested. Um, All right, listen, we got to lock these up. Because I'm only going to do a few. My apologies to those I don't get to. Uh, and then the order, I believe, was B next. Reek and I think Shift. Uh, what's up, B? What's good? What's good, G? Not much, Yo, uh, man, I don't know who over there talking about. Who over there praising Jerry and all that, man? I don't know. Unless they talking about some draft stuff, that's as far as it go with me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who over there caving for Jerry like that, man, but. Um, just want to touch on some of the you know the last call we were talking about, man. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes those one those one year deals they be signing, you know, sometimes that irritates me, bro. Because I be trying to figure out, I be like, why do y'all go out and y'all get these guys, and you sign them a one year deals, and your your scouting department has to be telling you something? Because if you remember, Robert Quinn wasn't a free agent; he was a trade from Miami. Mm-hmm. They got him for like a six round, six round pick, pick. Yeah. but they could have they could have extended him and said, "Hey, listen, we want to we want to trade for you and try to give him a little something to." Because remember, hit, at, at that stage, remember he was he was considered a bust in Miami because he wasn't a three four in. He's a rush in. They were playing some three four down there, and he he came to Dallas, yeah. And instead of them saying, "You know what, we want to add another year to your deal," you know what I'm saying, try to give him a little money. And keep them there, but they, I was—I always wondered why they never tried that. But we never know what Robert Quinn's plan is. It, his his plan could have been to cash in, sure, use what's uh, going on yeah, in Dallas. Quinn's, Quinn's, an, 
Quinn could have been a good example, but it turned out to be not a bad example, but an example to learn from, right? Like, it's not a bad – trading for Quinn wasn't bad. He had a successful year. Quinn got his bag. But there are opportunities like that around – the. and, again, I don't mean to go back to the Rams because they sometimes trade high picks, but they also acquire guys like Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters and Brandon Cooks for things that aren't first-round picks. You know what right. I'm saying? And right. they keep those guys around mm-hmm. for a long time, and, and they have success with them. And, and again, B, I'm not asking to, to do that every single year, but there are opportunities every year, every other year, for you to improve via pro personnel, free agency, or trades, and we just never see it. Hell, B, and Cowboys Nation, I would be okay if we sometimes traded some. Like, what is this, what is this fascination with keeping every single player on the Dallas Cowboys instead of maybe trading a guy and getting some real compensation for him like some of these other teams. New England does it all the damn time. Exactly. The Rams do it all the damn time. You know, you know? the Niners have done it. Whole draft. The Rams look everywhere their whole draft for the next two years, and look what it's doing. It, pay, it paid off. And to me, I don't understand. It's like the Cowboys are trying to be competitive for years to come. But it's not doing anything but getting you to the first round. It's, it, and you're out of it. It's messing you up you because, be more, you because be it's making you just good enough, B, to where you're outside right. of that top-end blue-chip talent, which, again, you don't need to be up there to draft well. Dallas has done a phenomenal job. Uh, but but you're, you're doing just well enough to never get that top-five type of pick. And then when you do, no offense to Zeke, you did draft a running back, which is almost a no-no in that top five. But nonetheless, that's revisionist history. But, yeah, man, Dallas really has to. It was either Zeke or, or Jalen Ramsey, wasn't it, that year? Yes. And they passed on Jalen. Okay. Passed on Jalen. I, per- man, I, don't, I personally don't have a problem with Zeke. Yeah, I, 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 don't, yeah I don't I don't. want to blame Zeke. Zeke going to walk. Zeke going to have 350 or he going to have 1,300 yards for breakfast if he stay healthy. I'm not even worried about Zeke. I just right. That, that's why I'm not. I'm not tripping. I mean, I'm not mad at the Zeke pick. I get right. the people. I get that they could have won a different direction and been fine as well. They could have drafted a different All Pro and been cool and got another running back in the second round. But we don't. We don't need to do that. Zeke worked out for the time that he should have been here. Uh, the problem was when you decided to extend him two years prior to you needed to. But that's yeah. I didn't <laughs> and then you restructured his contract last year. Now he's stuck here for the next years with that sure. contract yeah. and you better get a run game coordinator in here to help with telling more to marry the run game with his passing game because that's not gonna work him and joe fielding that run game gotta go um when it comes to that two-year deal they did they actually did it with basham though that was a good signing basham from jet they signed him to a two-year seven and a half million dollar deal and i thought that basham i was like damn basham could probably potentially get seven sacks uh, for Dan Quinn. Well, what did but, he have? Four? See, what, what, bu- what bugs me, and I like Terrell Basham, but he's not the guy yeah, I would have... But he's not the guy I would have gave the multiple year, or the only guy I would have gave a multiple year deal to. I mean, let's play, let's play revisionist history. If I'm going into this free agency, and I'm looking at the positions, and they say, you know what? <laughs> defensive end is the one, a rotational defense end, which Terrell Basham was is the one we got to lock up for multiple years as opposed to the same potential type of guy in safety, why would you not try a position you routinely cannot hit on, which is safety? So why not say, you know what, I'm going to sign J-Ron 
to a multiple-year deal, see if we can hit. If not, no harm, no foul. Instead, they did it for a position where they have a $27 million guy, a guy they're high on in, J, uh, in Randy Gregory. So it, it was, it was you know, revisionist history is strange. What did they sign? What was that? What, did Jerron Kirk get a minimum deal? Oh, man, they got, Jay, they got all the safeties for like $2 million. I mean, I could be exaggerating. Combine, combined, combined, brother. They spent less. They spent less money on all three safeties, KZ, Hooker, and Curse, than they did on Keanu Neal. That's crazy. Well, we understand why they did the Keanu Neal thing, and, I, and to me, I wasn't mad at it because to me, it showed. Okay, Jerry, get out the way. Let Dan Quinn get the people that he needs yeah, to implement that I'm okay for with. it here. So I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad at that. The stuff that pisses me off about Jerry, it's it's the the well, Kelly Moore is going to stay here. He's going to be the offensive coordinator. So it's something about offense. It's I don't know what it is. There's it's something the, about so them annoying. that they have to have control of the offense. They literally let the defensive coordinators do whatever the hell they want to do. They it may, okay, so I'm not tripping. No, you're so not, not tripping. tripping. Exactly, bro. Exactly. They let them do. Hey, Rod, Rod, come here, come here, Rod. We we up a pick. What you want? Hey, Dan, Dan, right. what you, what you need to get? What you need to get, Dan? Cool. Let them do whatever the hell they want to do. What it is? I don't know what it is. And and so, and they talk. And Stephen is so spooked off about Brandon Carr. If you remember that year, the two top corners in that class were Cortland Finnegan and Brandon Carr, and neither wanted to go first. But Cortland Finnegan went first. Um, was signed by the Rams because they said if he was going to sign first, he was going to have to reset the market. You and sure? As soon as he signed, I'm popping. As soon as he signed, that wasn't the Randy Carr came Dominic right King. after him and got the Asimov. No, I thought that was the Asimov. No, Asimov was years before. Did he? Nah, no, no, no. It, it was years before. It wasn't I'm, years I'm before. Here, here's why I remember Asimov had some type of play. I don't I know. Didn't, because because we had Rob that was was it Rex Ryan? That was the year before. Rob Ryan. That was the year before. Because I, I know the Osama got signed on the, the twenty around the twenty eleven year because of uh the dream team situation with the Eagles. But it could have been the year after right. Brandon Carr though. It could have been the year after. But nonetheless, man. You, it was either there. Yeah. It was I think it was the I think it was the year before because you remember when they came in, like you said, Rob Ryan, what do you need? They had Skandrick in the slot, who Skandrick was one of my favorite players, man. Just because he's smart and he understood how to he understood how to take care of his business. Um, but they had they had they they went up and they traded up to get uh Morris Claiborne. That was the year that stuff was starting to flip and they gave up the second round pick. They went from fourteen to like eight or six, and all they gave up was a second round pick. They didn't give up no extras, they gave up a second round pick. That's when the prices, so to speak, were coming down to get up there. Now, all of a sudden, you notice how that stuff went back up? Mm-hmm. If you go from 14 to 6 nowadays, you're going to give up a King's ransom. The Cowboys only gave up a second-round pick it all de- to move up to get more Claiborne. It all de- and it all they, depends. in that same year, well, they, shouldn't have did that they, got Brandon, they got Brandon Carr. So I'm not mad at Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr's downfall was that he lost a step. And he was already a guy that couldn't – he didn't run very well. He was a left cornerback. He played the backside of the QB. He didn't run very well. I think Brandon Carr's downfall was Rob Marinelli. And he couldn't. He couldn't run. He couldn't 
carry receivers across the field because if you remember his last two years in Dallas, teams started, they didn't really attack Brandon Carr down the field. I know OBJ's ex, but he was in position. Yeah, but then what is the, how do you explain him going to Baltimore and playing extremely well? I think it's, I just think it's the product of your environment. They use it to a strength. Right. That's why I think his downfall was more right. Think about this for a second. Cowboys were in cornerback, was it purgatory? For for under Rob Marinelli until Chris Richard got there and said, what the hell are y'all doing with Byron Jones? Get him from safety and put him at corner. They didn't know what the hell they were doing out there. One got Chris Richard who knows about DBs, and all of a sudden their corners start playing a little bit better. I don't think that's that, that's a coincidence. I agree, I agree, man. I don't know what the hell. I think Rob Marinelli and, you know, he comes from that, that money kissing, under, under money kissing and all that. He's a defensive line coach. <laughs> man, but you but know it, what? You know how. Let me get no, let me get are, moving, man. B. I gotta get to the next callers. I, I'm I'm working on time restraints now, y'all. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to keep this, this ahead, thing G. under a certain time. I'm trying. It's hard because I like talking to y'all on the phone, man. Go ahead, G. Man, I'll holler at you later, man. All right, B. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah, this week I'm working on a structure to try to fit this thing under a certain time restraint uh i'll do better but today was more about i had had some passion in what i wanted to talk about and obviously you guys do too so let me get to uh reek and then deshaun we out here what's going on reek i just wanted to say yeah i just wanted to say man yo this Cowboy team, man, they need to be ashamed of their damn self, man. This organization need to be ashamed of their damn self. Doing what they doing what they did, man. Yeah. You can't tell me they just they they just Joe Burrow and them they just drafted Joe uh, Joe Burrow and Chase, and Joe Burrow was hurt last year, and he made it to the Super Bowl. Just put the clothes in the car, and he made it to the Super Bowl already. Is, is is the Cowboys serious? You know what I mean? That's what, and, happens. Uh, That's what happens when your ownership and, and, step and, back. No, ownership keep butting in. That's his goddamn problem. They ain't letting the coaches and the coaches staff do their job, what they pay them to do. If, if you're going to pay them to do a job, let them do their job. Quit getting in their damn way. Let Mike McCarthy have full autonomy over his squad when they're on the field. Because they know way, like I keep saying, it's no way in hell that any oh. winning team coach, I mean, coach is going to let the offensive coordinator fall off a hill and land on a razor blade like that. You know what I'm saying? And, and us as Cowboy fans, we can. All right, he's going to have to let Reed go. Y'all silly, man. He fed up. I, I I feel him. He fed up. No, Stephen White, you will not get dug. You won't get dug, bro. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about. I can't really say everything I want to say about this situation, but uh, Stevie Mac knows. Fresh knows. A couple other people know. There were some, I'll say, evil undertones to that situation that came out to light, which is why he's no longer invited to this show. He will not do it. I will not tolerate it. 
And uh, I'll just leave it at that. Um, but John, nah, you wouldn't, you would, you wouldn't get Doug Stephen Stephen White. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious because, again, I'm always welcoming the opposite side. I really do want to know why is it that you believe in Stephen and, and Jerry, how they currently operate. Um, yeah, no, I ain't pouring nothing out for him. Nothing. Okay. One thing you would not do is make a mockery of my people. You won't do that. So he can go to hell for all I care. All right, uh, let's get the D show. <laughs> What's up, bro? You, you funny, Scott. You funny. Um, <laughs> oh god. Well, me personally, how I see like both games, I've seen a lot um, from the like the Burlington game. I've seen something that a lot of teams like need to do more, which is called adjustment. And that yeah. second half adjustment just changed everything. It it really started when Mahomes couldn't score at before halftime. It really like locked him in. But they made How adjustment. And they made Mahomes. What was your huh? thought process on that, Deshaun? In in the chat, uh, that we we get on Dak and whatever. But what the hell was Patrick Mahomes doing to end the half and to end the game? He was dreadful. He was awful. What was that call at the end of the half? To not kick the field goal, that probably lost them the game. I mean, that was a huge mistake. Yeah, I agree. I was like, they need to kick the field goal. Like, I know because once they got, like, once they got to the passing finish, I know they wanted to score real bad. But I'm like, you're kind of being a little bit greedy. You might want to, like, because once that other play didn't work, I was like, all right, they need to, like, kick the field goal because if they try it again, they won't get it. And so what they, I, I think what they were trying to do, they tried to bring Tyreek Hill out because they had Kelsey and they locked Kelsey up and they had, like, another – I, I think I I don't know. I think it was Hartman or something. They had him over there. So he seen Tyreek, and then Tyreek tried to outrun him, but they met Tyreek at an angle, and then that's when he tackled. Yeah, but your like, quarterback oh, can't right. make that throw. The throw has to be. Yeah. In fact, your first of all, your quarterback can't make that throw, and your play caller can't call that that option. This is, Tyreek shouldn't be an option behind mm-hmm. the line of scrimmage. Everything is end zone one two three. Get it out. Throw it out. Sail it. Kick the field goal. Go into halftime up fourteen. Came back to bite him yep. in the butt. It is. And I don't know what Mahomes looking at. Uh, people don't understand. Tyreek is short. All right? This is not Randy Moss. This is not uh, no tall receiver. Like, trying to throw that into double coverage, that was just unnecessary. That 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 said it never happened. Oh, the, the interception like, okay, in the second half? Doing? Yes. Uh, in, in the, yeah, in the OT game. I was just like, what is he doing? Because, like I said, I understand Tyreek is a speed demon, but, like, to throw it into double coverage. Cause, now, Jesse Bates, like he made a great play because he punched the ball out. Because see, Tyree's about to catch it and he punched it, and then that's when the interception like fell right into the uh the cornerback slap. I forgot his name, but I was just like, "Well, dang!" And I knew I was like, "Joe Burrow can go down the field. He's gonna like uh get get his team in field goal range." But here's the crazy part, though. Joe Burrow, I remember them talking. They was like, they they was talking about trying to get like Slater and stuff. Joe Burrow was like, "No, I don't. I don't want Slater. I don't want. No, I want Jamar Chase." That's his guy. And it's. That's his guy. It, it's crazy how much a number one receiver can do. If we if we found a way to use Cooper as a number one receiver, we would, oh, my gosh, it will change this team so much. But since we try to play this, like, you know, uh, whoever is open and, and try to, like, play that type of game, it, it doesn't work, yep. especially in the playoffs. It's just we, – You know, we talk then, about it a ton, Deshaun. It, it – when it's nut cut, yeah. listen, it's okay to have this. We're going to distribute the ball mentality 
um, throughout the year. But when it comes to nut cutting time, is you got to get your guys the ball and you got to find a way to scheme that up. I mean, I watched the Rams yesterday. By the way, neither of the quarterbacks were exceptional in these games. They had accepted, no. <laughs> but they they made they made the plays when they needed to make them, and their coordinators called the, the plays to get it open a lot of the times. And when they didn't, this is what I love to see about McVay. McVay said, "My bad, dog. that was a dumb play call. Third and three, I threw this dumb this dumb screen. My bad, I got you." I got you, Matt. I'm going to let you try to do it. But I watched how McVay, and I, for the last, all the playoffs, really, but especially in the Tampa Bay mm-hmm. game and last week, how they get Cooper Cup open. And I'm sitting here oh like. My, I was going to talk about it. I was going to talk about it, man. I'm sitting here like, why sorry, can't Mar- Cooper Mar- do Mar- that? Mar- the best part of yeah. They had this play, Deshaun, in chat, where I believe it was Van Je- They stacked Van Jefferson in Cooper Cup. And teams do this. This is not some special thing. Van Jefferson, I don't have the all 22, but he ran some type of route to clear to just create some room for Cooper Cup to do a two to have a two way go. Either he could go out left, he can go right, and it'll be an easy pitch and catch for Matthew Stafford. Nothing crazy. It was a big third down. They stacked him. Van Jefferson runs his route. Cooper Cup sets up. Uh, I forget which corner it was. Maybe it was Williams. Boop boop. He gets himself open. Bam. Makes a tough catch. I mean, it's little stuff like that. And there was another one on the yeah. touchdown drop to, I don't know the dude's last name. Cooper Cup was wide the hell open, but so was that, that yeah, receiver because of the way that that route was designed. It was a beautiful play design, and he had the pick of a litter. Who do I want to hit? He threw it to the one wide receiver, and he dropped it. But, again, it's just simple things like that. And, and this is against a team, right, that the Cowboys couldn't do those things against. Yeah, oh my gosh! But anyway, it did. What makes it? Yeah, but what makes it more frustrating? I feel like this team has all the tools and the talent, but it's this one makes me mad. It's it's always something. Is it if it's not the offense, it's the defense. If it's not the defense, it's the offense. I've never seen like the Cowboys really play offense and defense both be good at the same time. Because me personally, I feel like if both our units are good. I promise you, we can beat majority of the teams that's in the NFL. But this is, it's always something because it's always a issue somewhere. That's where that's where sure. Yeah, not, not every game it, you're going to have both sides of the ball being yeah. exceptional. But but there, again, there's times within the game uh, where you need one side or the other. Hell, and, and let's just be real: the offense did not come through for the defense in the second half of the Niners game. The other side, the defense didn't come nope. through for the offense in the first half of the Niners game. But I, it doesn't matter when, when you have a chance to get it done, pull out your best, all your stops, pull out all your stops and get it done. Don't come out here and be generic. And that's from the, the coaching part of it. That's from the player part of it. And that's what they were speaking of the Cowboys against the Niners. But um, yeah, and I'm reading here, they have two first round pick overall number one picks. They absolutely do. You know, Joe Burrow, I think it's going to be an absolute stud. I always said Matt Stafford had a ridiculous talent uh, as a quarterback. He just, wasn't getting it done against some of the better teams. Goes to an organization, mm-hmm. right? Goes to an organization and that builds around that quarterback, because let's be real, they all need some type of coaching and, and, and player personnel help. And look what happens. He gets to the Super Bowl. So uh, I think we got the talent. I think you have a talented quarterback. You got talented running back duo. You got talented receivers. Defensively, I don't know what you're going to do. You're losing a lot of pieces. But I believe in Dan Quinn bringing it together just need to get the coaching staff to get you over the hump. Or we're going to continue to do the same thing I've been saying, relying on the talent, the players, to out 
outperform the coaches to win in spite of it, of the coaches in the front office. And I'm telling y'all, man, that's not the way to do it in this league. It's just not. It's not. Last point. Um, the Dak Prescott situation. Now, I understand how people are. So, uh, yesterday I was I got off, like, you know, I finished watching the game and everything, and I, you know, I went out, I went to Mark's hometown. When I tell you I've seen so many Dak Prescott's average, Dak Prescott's trash, Dak Prescott's Hold on, what, this. what happened? And, okay, so I went to uh, – it's my channel, Mark Holmes. You probably know. Mark yeah, Holmes. I know Mark uh, I went – I yeah. So right after I I, 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 when I finished watching the game, I went through and Mark was talking about like uh, the like the soup, like what happened, like the matchups and everything. Yeah. And he it his his channel has a way of just that Prescott trash, that oh, Prescott oh, average, that Prescott did. Yeah. So I was tell I, this is my process in thinking. Okay. If if you play to a quarterback's strength and you play to how they play, then right. everything becomes easier. Because if y'all really think about it, think about this. Tyree Sessi, when Mahomes first got into the NFL, Mahomes was terrible. And he said, he was like, this dude sucks. But see, as he sat down and developed and they got to like really understand Mahomes, that's why Mahomes became who Mahomes is today. Because they played to his strength. They played to like, you know, like getting out the pocket, making plays, making moves. And I just feel like me personally is this. Every time I feel like um, people say Dak is average and trash of this, I get where they're coming from. But at the same time, don't, you, you don't get, you don't get where they're coming from when they say he's trash well, and average. That, 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 well, that, that, at, it's hyperbole. It's one he, thing to he, be he, upset. He make, he, it's one thing to be right. upset with him. And it's one thing that we can criticize him because he deserves criticism. But it's another thing to say this dude is not – uh, uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. I mean, again, I ask Cowboys Nation, look around the league. <laughs> mm. Look around the league. The the job of your freaking offensive coordinator, offensive-minded head coach, their job when you have a franchise quarterback is to do one thing, make the quarterback's job easier, period. That's what Shanahan does. That's what Zach does. That's what... Uh, what's his name, uh, McVay does, that's what they do. They make the quarterback's job easier. We're acting like Dak is freaking Peyton Manning. I'm telling you, if the game plan is going to be Dak, you go to the line of scrimmage, you call out all the plays, you for 40 freaking minutes, you're not going to go anywhere in that manner. That is not his game. Like you no. said, play to, towards his strengths. He has them, ladies and gentlemen. Play towards them. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe next year they'll do that, but I might hold my breath. We'll see. Uh, let's, let's pray and hope Kelly Moore gets the Miami drive that we can, we can start this whole offense thing over. <laughs> well, I tell you what, the, the number one thing that we need to do is get the <laughs> out the way. I'm just saying. Get out the way. All right, Deshaun. We'll see. All right. Appreciate you, brother. All right, quick recap. <laughs> for those that missed it, my two t- my two takeaways. Oh, not that one. My bad, y'all. That's for tomorrow. <laughs> my two takeaways. Be aggressive to get what you want. You got to be aggressive. Uh, we saw it with the Rams. They're aggressive. They've done that. We saw it with the, the, four, the 49ers. Well, they do it too. The Bengals. They were aggressive. Be aggressive. To get what you want. My second one. 
get the out the way. I don't think those two things are that hard to do. And that to me is why these two teams are in the Super Bowl this year and why one of the teams were terrible two years ago and two years later, obviously players that matter. That's talked about that, right? They got young players, but they also were aided by good coaching and by veterans, quality veterans, not Stephen Pius, Nolan Carroll, Cedric Thorpe, Don Terry Poe. You know what I mean? They are not aided by those guys. So those are my two takeaways from the team that I saw. I think both of these teams were aggressive to getting what they wanted. And then their front offices got out the way. Got out the way. Oh, man, great stuff today. Again, I appreciate you guys for bearing with me this morning for being late. I I literally changed up what I wanted to talk about today because I I felt very passionate about how these teams got to the Super Bowl. And um, I truly believe that the Cowboys, you know, if they adopt these things, that can help them get towards their goal. Um, A lot of fans have already said it. It's tough right now to talk about free agent possibilities and and the draft and things like that. But eventually we have to move forward. And uh, starting tomorrow, we're going to pick up the hindsight 2021 series and finish up this defensive end depth, um, likely starting with DA, Dorrance Armstrong, I think tomorrow. So we'll talk about him. And whatever Cowboys news pops up over the the next few hours, the next 24 hours, we'll talk about that as well. So make sure y'all stick around. And later today, we are starting something new every Monday. Believe every Monday. We are going to do a NFL draft spotlight highlighting a particular prospect. Um, Obviously, we'll do draft shows throughout this this offseason. But these are going to be quick videos for you to kind of get familiar with said prospects, some of the things they do well, some of the they don't. I have some all 22 and some basic information uh, for you guys that I, that we'll share for you guys to see. So today, later on today, I'm not sure what time we'll drop our NFL draft spotlight. I won't tell you who it's about. You'll have to find out. Tune in, hit the bell notification, subscribe. That way you can see or uh, know exactly when we get and drop the videos. And we are really trying to aim. Like I said, we're almost at 15 K. We're trying to aim for, my bad. We're trying to aim for 20 by the end, by the start of next year. So we got a long ways to go. First, first stop, 15, 16, 17, keep going. So make sure y'all share this thing. If you enjoyed the show, uh, call in back in tomorrow. Didn't get a chance to get to everybody. Um, again, I love, I love, I love chopping up with y'all, whether y'all agree or not. Right. That, that's what we're here for. We're not here for everybody to agree all the dang on time, but I'd like to hear both sides of it. So y'all keep it locked, man. Keep it locked with Cow- uh, Cowboys nation with A to Z sports. Make sure y'all tune in later today with our guy, Mauricio Rodriguez, who continues to do a fantastic job on the primetime show. Then check out A to Z sports, Dallas.com for all the great articles and happenings on your Dallas Cowboys. With that said, Cowboys nation, we out of here. Appreciate you guys. Y'all stay up. Happy Monday. See y'all tomorrow. Make sure y'all hit that, no- that bell notification. We're dropping NFL Draft Spotlight later today. We out here. Peace. Shout out to Stevie Mac, the mod god. 
Shout out to the Cowboys haters in the building as well. Some of y'all Cowboys fans. I want me some glory hope.